than the ulterior. I mean, so Adam, what's your story? Have you voted yet? No. Um, so I'm still registered in Warwick, but I got an email. Actually, I got a text that um, said the same thing about early voting. So I haven't gotten around to it, but I plan on voting before November 3rd, um, as long as that's still an option, just because, I mean, why uh, will not? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. I'm going to try to do that, too. I got to do it because I'm not going to be in town, like I said. So I got to try to I got to vote next week. I can do nice. it. Nice. Yeah, I, I hope they keep this post pandemic. It's kind of nice. I mean, like, and, and I know it's different for me because I'm out a lot earlier than you guys on a normal day. So I can go to the polling places and it's, I can get out at a reasonable hour, but I mean, you guys are working until five, like yeah. I, in, in normal, in, in normal times. I mean, in the polls close at what, like seven and you have to be like, and trying to suppress our vote, Adam. That's what they're trying to do. Suppress I guess it's the man. The, keep I mean, but it's, always, it's always been like this though. So it just, it's, it's shocking. If it'd be shocking for me, if they didn't continue to have the early voting going to forward. me, to me, that is kind of one of the dumbest things ever that we have ever. Dude, it's so antiquated. We don't have uh, like election day. Yeah. You know, off. Like that doesn't really make sense to me. Right. <laughs> If there's any fucking reason to have a holiday, it should be to vote. So, did you guys see like in, so a lot of tech companies have been like, oh, take the like, the day off for voting. Yeah. Goldman Sachs gave the day off for voting, and like a lot of people are saying like that's how passionately Wall Street wants Trump the fuck <laughs> out of here to stabilize the markets. Well, do you why do you think they want him out of there though? They've been doing pretty oh, fucking yeah. well. I was gonna say they that that would be one not, of the groups of people really, I think would dude, support like, that, it, right? Well, it, our it, economy was you know near yeah. all time highs before the pandemic, obviously. So, so from what I saw on the Hill and Rising, um, the reason they want Biden is because there'll be just as much corporate welfare, but like much more stable. It's not going to be the massive swings of like a Trump reaction and trade trade war. And now, like, the world's in panic for a month, and then it bounces back, and like shit like this yeah. with the stimulus. Be less, so, less yeah. risky, less of a roller coaster. Yeah, so, I so get, pretty much I get all means. all of the big Wall Street like super PACs have all backed Biden. Yeah. So, so and, unless you're taxes, uh, so I mean that says a lot that they don't care about that. And yeah. <laughs> Give us the higher taxes. Just get that <laughs> fucking like the loony bin care. out they're, of they're there. They're not gonna, dude. Did, did you? So I won't go down a rabbit hole, but. I will go. But I will. But I absolutely will. This could that could be the fucking name of the podcast is rabbit Rabbit holes. holes. (laughs) So so pretty much, um, Biden's cabinet is like literally person for person, like the exact same cabinet that would have been there for Hillary and was there for Obama, and it's all just like yeah, that grinds your gears. (laughs) No, it doesn't. It doesn't surprise me at all. I'm just saying, like the establishment. That's that's what you. Oh well, yeah. You know what really grinds my gears? I knew I was voting for the establishment with Biden, but. My oh point was, my God. Most <laughs> <laughs> oh. come full, full no, circle. Here. No, I did can't not. Just, no, I did cannot, not. You cannot pay off anything, Jared. You just, <laughs> you just told us who you voted for. You can't pay off a fucking single Fuck the thing. establishment. I vote Biden. What do you mean? That was I supposed can't to pay be off. a surprise. Yeah, I didn't know wait that. Until ele- That's why you didn't say it the other day. You were like, yeah, I. I already cast my. All right, well, we'll just bleep bleep it out. Bleep it out. Well, now that's I true. know. Oh, like it was going to be a big <laughs> shock. Yeah, I don't think that's a shock at all. But for the listeners, they're going to be very disappointed if they hear this. But no, let, I, let I, me, I knew you were, you were all talk. You would never have voted Trump. You weren't even pre pre COVID. I would have. I 100 percent would have. 
What were you going to say? Um, so, but that's a big reason why Wall Street is so pro Biden is because the cabinet is literally all Wall Street and military industrial complex cronies. Oh, okay. There's like no difference at all between an Obama administration, Hillary administration, George W. Bush administration, and Biden administration. Same people. Just Very 40, consistent. 20 years older. I read some article, you know, on the news app. I don't remember who published it, but um, it was talking about how millennials have been, like a study showed that a majority of millennials uh, said that they were like fed up with this democracy. Yeah, I, I saw like, that headline. Okay. Yeah. I, so didn't, I, read I didn't read a, the article. I read a little bit about it and I was like, and it kind of like had those rings of like anti-establishment, like and not and like, you know, rooting for populist candidates and not moderates and stuff like that. It's like, that sounds exactly what you were talking about, Jared. Yeah, dude. Anti-establishment, man. But we're, we're the first generation that's had the curtains taken like aside where with the democratization of information and like we can see what's going on outside of just what mainstream media tells us. And there's so much more information out there. Like that was impossible. Even in the Obama era, social media wasn't a thing or wasn't. There's, all, there's only so much information going forward. Well, so, but that's like a perfect example. <laughs> so like if, if there wasn't Twitter and that's won't story go down about, there. Cause that's for after, but yeah. all right, we'll, we'll see. I'll say, yeah, that. let's, let's yeah. save that for yeah, sure. Let's, um, Let's move on from one boring topic to the next. Um, so hold on. I'm going to text our esteemed guests here. Ty, your hair is getting long. No, it's not. You don't know? No. Oh, okay. Maybe it's just the way it comes through your hat. For yeah. a second, I thought it was like a tint of blonde. And I had like, I got like Philippine Ooh, vibes for a second. Baby, bring me back. <laughs> Bringing it back. Hey, I can work from home and get away with it. Just put a hat on for every Zoom call for a while. Um, when are you working from home until infinity? <laughs> yeah, I feel <laughs> nice. like infinity, dude. There's All right, no we got to someone say. coming on here. Is there like a reassessment date for when Not like really. they might now? They're just it's completely. Oh, dude. speaking of work, speaking of the Schneider grind, can you hear us? Can you hear us? Can you hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. Oh, what's up, Chris Clute? It's a very oh, official headset right there. Oh, yeah. That's the work set right here. Yeah. I, I that's Tommy uses, too. Dude, I got one this week. It's sweet. Oh, Bluetooth, shit. You can walk it, around while you're on your calls. Basic Dude, issue. Honestly, it's pretty money. Yeah. It's almost as if you had a cell phone. It's fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to sound, Somewhere uh, in the Middle, Chris. You sound, you sound fine. Okay. okay. You don't sound great, but All right. sound better than other guests we've had. So it's a, it's a plus. You guys sound pretty damn clear, so. This is a professional mics. operation. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're just waiting on, on Casey to uh, come Oh, you guys in, are so. joining together? Okay, yeah. I thought it was so, two separate segments. No, but Chris, why don't I you... I like this. We're going to have While, a, we, ha- while we have you, what were you <clears throat> wanting to talk to us about with the sports book? So, first year doing fantasy football. Um, first year? Wow. Yes, first year doing fantasy football. Was never, like crazy crazy into it like i was always a pats fan always watching those games past couple years but this year i definitely watched you know more football than the past three years combined just because of fantasy um and so now we're going to have you three place my first three ten dollar bets on sunday's game shit you can't can't bet on that though you're not in pennsylvania yes i was gonna follow up with that are you sure 
Yeah. I think, yeah, but I, I, I don't think they're there I mean, yet. Unless, unless Tennessee has. I, I doubt Tennessee has. I'm pretty sure it's just Pennsylvania. Uh, I looked it up, too. I clearly I was not on the right thing. Wow, what a great <laughs> you, setup. You may be able to like, like fan duels or something. I mean, I unless it depends uh, on the casino. Yeah. No, you unless have to go something on changed Bovada. in the last hour, I'm pretty it? sure it's just you Philly. To, or you have to go on a site called Bovada, which is where they allow you to gamble on sports. Fan duels does, too, in some states. Like, if I drive over the New Hampshire border, I can just do it right on the fan duels app. Really? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just, it's state by state. Right, Does FanDuel have like lines for the games and stuff? It has everything. Everything okay. Barstool Sportsbook has. Yeah. yeah. I just always thought of them as like, that's probably bad marketing on their part. I just always think of them as daily fantasy. And that's it. That's what they started with. I, yeah. I think yeah. that was their initial. That's why them and Barstool base. have beef now because they compete. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, all right. So that was a total fail. Swing and a miss. Next time, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, just go to, go to Philadelphia and then call in and then maybe we can do this. All right, sounds good. I'll set it up for next time. Perfect. So why, why don't you uh, tickle Jared for a second and tell him how the uh, transition has been and how moving is going? Yeah, it has Nashville. Yeah, it's it's been pretty good. I'm liking it so far. Um, I, I didn't talk go about to... how you felt before versus how you feel now. Oh, hey, Jesus. I, I I've been through it, so I can relate. I've moved many times. I mean, dude, I, I remember, I don't remember exactly where I was for too many moments in my life, but I remember exactly where I was, what was happening when I got that email yeah. and I'm yeah, reading it imagine. and I'm like, I honestly am like, oh shit, they sent this to the wrong person. Like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I'm good. Like, I don't know what's going on. And then my buddy who I'm rooming with got the call, like got the same email, called me and was like, bro. And I was like, holy shit, it's real. I was like, we are literally going to have to move if we want to keep this job. So you guys didn't even get a phone call. It was just an email. No, nah, just a fat email with <laughs> a bunch of stuff, links for apartments. I was like, holy shit, like this is crazy. Um, like first thought, I was like, yeah, I got to start looking for a new job. Yeah. I was like, I'm, no way I'm going. You know what I mean? Um, <clears throat> but honestly, as like it got closer and closer and closer, I just knew it was like, it's the right thing to do. Oh, okay. There we go. Uh, hey. Hey. The whole crew of your clan's here. And Mo. Everyone yes. else has a microphone. I do not feel like I'm Oh, you sound much better. I'll say you sound way better than Chris. Yeah, it doesn't so. sound bad. You, it does, doesn't sound like you need the microphone. Chris is uh, taking us through his <clears throat> mental saga when he found out he had to move. Oh, yeah. this is so a good So what, what month was this? Because this was like right as COVID was happening, right? Now, so <clears throat> I think I found out it was June 21st was the email that came in. So it was and, like mid-COVID, like deep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. COVID was already happening. Um, and I had to pretty much let them know within like two, three weeks. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do? And even just for myself, because I had to figure out moving situations and stuff like that. Um, so me and Nico, he's my roommate. We went back and forth, you know, texting about it, but... Now that I'm here, I honestly think like it's not that much different from living in Narragansett. Yeah. Like, yeah, obviously I don't see my friends, you know, as much, which kind of sucks. I obviously miss seeing them, but it's it's not that different. And it was definitely the right call. Yeah, it'll get better once you're like in an office too, and meeting other people and in a normal world. That'll yeah. definitely make things better That's than just being help. trapped at home all day. How was uh How was your first week? in Nashville in general, just like kind of soaking in the whole fact that you just moved there, you know, in general. Uh, 
I mean, oh, and, and I'll make a quick comment yeah. here because thinking about Jared, this is always something. And, and Chris just said, you know, I don't remember too many moments very vividly, but I will distinctly remember getting to the Philippines, you and I immediately going out to get drinks. And so I didn't even feel nervous and then walked into that tiny little closet of an apartment. Yeah. As soon as the door shut, I was like, holy shit. That, that, that was me what the next day because I, I did do? the same thing when I arrived. I got really drunk the first night <laughs> and the next day I'm in my room by myself. I'm like, how do I get home? <laughs> how do I get out of here? Yeah, like what did I just do? So I can so, totally relate. So would you say your, uh, your first week was similar to what Ty and Mo just said? It definitely was, but for me it was a little different only because I had, you know, Tyler had came down that weekend I had my dad there for majority of that first week just like helping with some simple stuff so right when he left I remember coming back from dropping him off and going all right this is real fucking let it ride let's do it yeah so no but it's been a good two months I enjoy going to Nashville every weekend that's always a fun time so are are you close to the city (laughs) 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 absolute character but that's Unfortunately, I can't go any further than that. (laughs) (laughs) How close to the city are you, Chris? Uh, 20 minutes, so nothing crazy. Yeah, so if you want to jump in an Uber or whatever, you can. Well, it's pretty clutch. Our other coworker lives in, like, Germantown, so I want to say that's, like, East East Nashville, I want to say. Okay. Um, So we'll usually just drive down his place, you know, get there for, like, if we're going out on Friday, we'll get there, like, pretty much right after work, like, 5 o'clock. Um, and we'll just go out and then we'll like hang at his place until either, you know, we're going to drive back or we just crash there. So yeah. That's, that's not bad. Have you found a, uh, bond view replacement? <laughs> Nothing's going to replace that gross <laughs> bar. That's amazing. That's <laughs> Broadway. <laughs> there's, uh, I think 35 different bars different that you can choose yeah. from that. That yeah. blow bond view out of the water. I'm sure you have, you've had no shortage of options there, but I'm nah. very, I'm jealous, man. I mean, I've heard nothing but good things about Nashville. So that's pretty awesome. That's be- become your backyard essentially. Definitely. I'm looking forward to uh, you guys getting down here and seeing it. Yeah, for Fuck. sure. All right. Enough about that. No one really cares. And <laughs> piggybacked as well. I cared. This is what the listeners want. Um, <laughs> so we, we have, uh, Casey on and, uh, Casey, I'm going to let you kind of take the, uh, the reins here and tell us why you're on. But um, I will set it up to say that we have, and I think we, we talked about it, I think, for one episode. This was maybe like three weeks ago. Um, but uh, Supreme Court nominee Amy Coney Barrett is up for the vote on ACB. Monday, I believe. Um, so it's going to happen pretty quick here. And is it already that quick? Damn. Yeah. And uh, I was on Facebook uh, the other day, uh, cause I, I had to do my anniversary post. And the first thing I saw when I opened it up was, uh, a story that Casey had reposted and I read it and I thought it was pretty compelling. Uh, so I figured we'd share that and then maybe get some people's thoughts on, well, maybe what we already did, what we didn't already get into in our previous episode, but get everybody's thoughts on it. So Casey, why don't you just tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah. So I actually, I came across it because someone else had reposted it. So it's not something I just found on the internet. Um, It was a story about a Senator Gary Peters, who's actually down in Texas, I believe with Tyler or the story took place in Texas in the eighties. Yeah. Um, And he shared a story about his wife who 
was pregnant with a child that was wanted and four months into that pregnancy, the, and not to get, I'm not going to get all medical on you guys, but the sac that surrounded, yeah, sorry, the sac (laughs) that surrounds the fetus expelled. So essentially it was no longer viable. So something had to happen. Either she would lose it naturally or she could go in and get a procedure done to terminate the pregnancy. She went in um, to discuss her options with the doctors and they told her that it's not a procedure that they perform in their hospital. They have a policy against it and that she should go home and have a mis... Yes, exactly. And um, that she should go home and just let the baby miscarry naturally. She waited three days and she still hadn't had a miscarriage. So, and she was starting to get really ill, um, obviously. So she went emergently into the hospital and the doctor essentially said, there's nothing we can do. You need to find another hospital because if she had not gotten an abortion, she would have become septic um, and died because you can't have something that's not viable in your uterus for that long without serious consequences. So, and it was just, it was interesting to hear somebody who's um, just sharing a story like that, I think in the political climate is really important, obviously with everything that's going on with. Yeah. And they're in, and they're in politics. So is right. I exactly. They, yeah, I think they only opinion. pointed out two other people in politics who had like come up with stories like that and they were both women. So it was, I think important for this husband, obviously. Was he a Republican? I'm guessing if he's from Texas. No, he's Democrat. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, so why, why is that story being brought up now? And why do you feel it's important to, to share? Because the particular justice we're talking about has a pretty strong religious opposition to abortion. She's a devout Christian. Um, and I, I'm just super wary of someone like that having a seat at the tape, you know, at the table, so to speak, when these issues come up. Um, and I also, there was a link in here. I don't know if you saw it, Ty, but there was a link in here to another article about her talking about justices. They should recuse themselves from cases that they feel like they can't be impartial to, yeah. which is not something that that's not really a thing. Justices are supposed to like take an oath of complete, you know, separation. Objectivity, of, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So she's bringing up this kind of very controversial, controversial stance on that side too. So I think there's a lot at play here. I just think there's a lot to lose. Um, clearly, like there's there's stories like this that don't get told. Mike, all Mike the Pence time. wouldn't have you believe that. Oh my, <laughs> oh my god. Has she given any hints through the like um, what are they called like the judicial hearings or whatever it's called on like any, any of her political leanings or beliefs? I feel like all of her answers have been kind of non-answers, right? Exactly. She's done a really good job of saying I'm gonna do the job and I. Just that, just that, basically, Jared. She just said, you know, I there is a separation of church and state. She's a constitutionalist, so she sees the constitution as black and white, and in the constitution, there's a separation of church and state. So if she is, by definition, a constitutionalist, she should abide by that. Sounds um, like she's yeah. a cafeteria constitutionalist, and she's gonna <laughs> pick and choose what she wants to uphold in the constitution. Well, we'll so see. I, I I did some uh, social media digging uh, as I do on all our guests, and I found. Uh, I found actually this clip of Casey. Uh, this was probably, uh, what, three, four weeks ago now? Holy fucking shit, you guys! I'm driving in a car, but I just got a notification that Ruth Bader gave- 
Oh, did you see the clip where they made her crash her car after that? No. Oh, <laughs> wait, that wasn't you? No, like that was. Oh, not. Are you kidding me? Have you not heard that clip yet? No, no. Oh, I, I mean, that was a that was a, obviously a few weeks ago, but yeah. I legit thought that was Casey. I was like, damn, she's into this. <laughs> <laughs> He's going through it. Um, Casey, to to, your, to what you were saying though, it's it's crazy that like literally. If, if we had like the, the dialogue written down of what you just said, I, Emma and I had this exact conversation earlier. She said literally word for word, it almost seemed like exactly what you said about yeah. having somebody. And again, I'm all, I'm all for religious freedom and all that. You, you, you practice whatever religion you want. I get that. But it does worry me when anybody is like Uber into anything. And especially if someone is in a seat of power, like a Supreme Court justice would be, who is that devout of a Catholic and sticks by her, you know, and, and again, bringing up what you said, like she wants to, she, she's trying to make it clear that, you know, people should keep their personal things out of it. What's more personal than religion to someone who's that devout to their religion? So, so you that, just, that do would, you not believe her that she, she's not going to let that play into her decision? Because I, so, I have a, I have a quote here. This is this is from when she got confirmed on to U.S. Court of Appeals for the Seventh Circuit. Uh, she said she uh, vehemently believes that if there is a conflict between a judge's personal conviction and that judge's duty under the rule of law, that it is never uh, ever permissible for that judge to follow their personal convictions in the decision of a case, rather than what the law requires. So different than recuse, uh, she said she does not believe that. Uh, any justice should ever have any personal conviction influence their decision whatsoever. Um, I would be, I would decide cases like according to rule of law beginning to end. Uh, and in the rare circumstance that might ever arise, I can't imagine one sitting here now, but I felt I had some consequence uh, objections to the law. I would recuse as maybe that that's where that quote comes from. Right. And I think that point, Cause she, she was in, I think she went to school in Boston or went to law school in Boston. And there was another thing that surfaced where she was talking with, um, or she wrote a paper with somebody there about recusal and how if a judge was a Christian and they were trying a death penalty case, it would be unchristian of them to sentence someone to death. Um, right. So they would, they should, they should not try that case or some, something to that effect. So I think that if she's going to recuse herself potentially from something like that, which she's already talked about in the past, then she well, should also- Well, she did say in that quote, though, that you know she can't even imagine a circumstance in which she would have to do that, meaning that one in, hasn't already arisen. But in, in 2006, she signed like her name to an advertisement calling Roe versus Wade barbaric. In 2006. That happened. Yeah. So what? I bet. But if that's her personal opinion, that's different than her what she would rule on. Yeah, I, I think that's the million dollar question. Like, so that example, she's allowed to think it's barbaric and allowed to think mm -hmm. that it's against her religious beliefs, but does she think it's constitutional? So right? and and yeah, and I I agree, Mo. And and I think, you know, she she has a very short record when she was on the Seventh Court of Appeals. I mean, I think like three years. I think is what, what she sent, uh, spent on there. And uh, one of the things on here, and I'm just going based off of the past history. And again, there's very little of it to go off of, but it, it cited the article. There's, a, there's a, an, an article on the Associated Press app that 
talked about several cases that took place in Indiana that, you know, talked about banning abortions on the basis of sex, race, and developmental disability. They were trying to say that it was unconstitutional, which, you know, I don't think that's that unpopular of an opinion, obviously, mm -hmm. but Barrett was one of several judges who actually was like, eh, I think we need to revisit that actually. And there's a couple other cases like that. I don't have them in front of me, but in her short history so far, it just seems that, and again, she can say whatever she wants it. And she's, again, like I agree with Casey, she sounds pretty damn good so far. She's saying all the things that you would want to hear someone say. Um, but I would say in the limited history, it definitely does seem like she tends to lean that conservative way when it comes to situations arise that arise about abortion. So you're right. And like Jared said, it's a million dollar question. There's not enough evidence to make a definite answer about how she will respond to a court case like this. If she, do, do you, you think know. she, cause that's what, that's what it's, this is basically a, uh, partisan thing at this point. So Democrats are saying, you should tell us they're not accepting that she's not telling them how she would rule on cases. Do you think she should or no? I'll start with Casey. I, I, I don't have enough information about what other people who have been appointed in the past have said. If every other person that's ever gone through this process has been as vague as she is, then I, I don't think we you can just point a finger at her and say she's in the wrong. But if other people have, I think I think she should. Other you know what I mean? I guess I don't really know how it typically it, goes. Yeah, it's it's actually the the very the wrong thing to do if you're a justice uh, to comment on a case before it's tried. Right. Uh, I would agree. That, with that. Then you're immediately committed to something. Right. New facts and you're, and you're no longer objective. You, you lose all credibility yeah. for pretty yeah. much you know the rest of the process. I, I think my question, I guess, for Casey and for Chris. Do you think hey, that... Hey, Chris is here. I forgot about that. <laughs> Whether it's her or the Supreme Court as a whole or, you know, you know, God forbid if Trump does win, do you think anybody actually has the balls to try and repeal Roe versus Wade? And would the Supreme Court have the balls to overturn it, knowing the backlash that there would be? I would be shocked. Yeah. I mean, we, we had like a big family discussion about abortion pretty recently. And even, even someone who uh, would say, I do not agree with that. I absolutely don't agree with abortion to completely flip the script and say, no one gets any, no matter what, or to make it an illegal or to put a date on it, whatever, what have you. I, th I think you just, you go down a really slippery slope immediately. Like there's no safe way to do it. There's no way to yeah. do it. That's I don't, I don't think it happens. I don't, no. I, I don't think so either. And, and, and uh, Amy Coney Barrett has said in the past that she doesn't ever see Roe versus Wade being overturned. Yeah, that's true. She, yeah. She's been quoted. What do you think, Chris? So that, that, so maybe my, oh, sorry, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. I am literally going to say the exact same thing she said. So don't worry about it. And so, uh, so what, what's the big concern here, I guess, Casey, if, if you're kind of agreeing that she's noncommittal as she should be, mm -hmm. it's okay to have personal beliefs as long as you don't have them influence your rulings, which so far she said she uh, vehemently believes that you shouldn't. Well, I guess what's the concern? Because, I mean, right. right now there are women's marches going on around the country. I think that her... Um... Trump's support of her makes me wary. Trump, you know, has 
But that's not her fault, right? No, no, it's not. It's not. But you can't tell me you don't think there's ever been a conversation between her and President Trump. If he's going to put his stamp of approval on somebody to get one of the highest seats in the judicial system, you don't think there was ever a conversation? It's usually it's it's a handshake for a favor. It's not because I like you and I think you're a great person. Yeah, oh, that's, 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 that's my word. deals there's going on. There's no, no way in hell you, you, that you, they you, sat down, and he just said, "You seem like a really oh, nice not. lady." I've of watched the like. I've you know feet. it was. Here's my that's expectations. Yeah, that's total. That's totally what I think. I mean, again. So you I'm, think what she told Trump? Yes, I will vote to overturn Roe v. Wade. If it comes to the Supreme Court, you think she, she said that to him in those words? I know, probably not. But I do think that he put certain expectations on what stances to take in certain situations. I just, I think that either way, he has her ear. So and maybe has her by the balls. I don't know. Just to, for him to well, like tweet about her and be like, she's great. And that's just anyone who's an anti sexism podcast, Casey. Come on, let's keep it clean. Well, By the universe, please. She is allowed to have balls in 2020. Let's make it. Oh, true. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I go back. I go back. Um, well, okay. So you guys think that's the case. Um, would you have said, right? Because he's, he's appointed now, this will be his third. Yeah. So would you have said that there's been handshake deals in the past with the others, including Neil Gorsuch? I'm sure there has one? been for every president, okay. Republican or Democrat. And, and so do you, what happened uh, this June? Does anybody know what happened this June? What, what the happened? Court, yeah, what the Supreme Court ruled on. Ooh, this is LGBT. a great question. Yeah. So I'll, I'll skip the story. Uh, Neil Gorsuch is a conservative judge, justice, who was appointed by Trump, who, uh, so I went back in the, the time machine of the internet and everyone was, standing on their desk screaming that this guy was dangerous for lgbtq rights he's gonna make gay marriage illegal i mean i read articles on it and this summer he ruled to uphold uh now forgive me for not knowing the details but it was a very landmark widely renowned as a landmark ruling Mm -hmm. for the supreme court and trump's justice ruled in what can almost be certainly the opposite of what you would think or someone would want to think Trump would like him to, right? And yeah. hasn't hasn't Kavanaugh so also like face of a, a, gone against Kavanaugh's other things too? Thing. Yeah, so yeah. that flies in the face of there's a what handshake deal. That, I don't interpret it as the handshake deal is hey, you give me every vote I need. It's a hey, I put you in this position, and my expectations when I need a favor, you cash it in. And I don't think the hill that Trump dies on is GBT. TQ or any president on, but I think there is something that really like holds a lot of political weight for them or their campaign or reelection. Like I wouldn't be surprised if a president would put political pressure and say, "Hey, I need to do this." Right. Like if who knows Trump if they're going to do it, but so yeah. then, that, then you would say that uh, the justices are morally compromised. Yes, I, I don't Which think means you means our entire justice, justice without being political or top. ego-driven. Well, yeah. it's no different NRK. than our government in general. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Antifa! <laughs> I mean, yeah, I wouldn't I be surprised know. at all. Like, you don't become a Supreme Court justice by just being a good judge. Like, you got to do something to grease the skids to get up that high. Yeah, God forbid you just believe in hardworking people, Jared. People doing the right <laughs> thing. 
I've been in corporate America too long to believe in that. I think for every hardworking person in government, there's several that, like Jared said, have greased, have, have you know, yeah. greased the wheels or whatever you just said enough to, to get the where they, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. Well, I was like, I, I like that. Yeah. Um, I, I definitely think there's, there's some handshake deals again. And, and I agree. I, I don't think it's like, Hey, Roe v. Wade comes up, you know, wink, wink. Um, again, I, I think we also talked about before just the three of us, like, that would be a very weird hill to die on for any president, any conservative president. It's I just so feel fucking weird. It's it'd very, be super very weird. strange. Yeah, it, it'd, be t- it'd be just like of all the things that you could just put your entire reputation on, why touch Roe v. Wade? So what oh, sorry, if, no, but what if it's not a hill that they're dying on? What if it's just a little bump and it's like what we had talked about, Ty, where you don't, you don't go for the whole thing to flip it over. You just say, well, let's just make it this. Let's give it a week, right? Let's let's pick a week that you can't do it after that. Or let's well, say... Well, states already kind of decide that. States have their own restrictions. I mean, right, there's, there's, like, and there's, lots, of, there's lots of states where you would, you would see that like Roe v. Wade barely, it doesn't even exist. Like, like the idea of it as like wiped off of I, all, I, I'm all o- state I'm okay with that to some degree because you can move states. You can like... State governments, I think, I don't oh, think no, they it, control it, what they you do with change. your body, but yeah. federal government should not do more than state government to have an impact on your day-to-day life. Right. right. All right. Well, so do you, do you support restrictions on it, Casey? No. Because what we talked about, you run into situations like this, situations that you well, want I'm, to I'm saying I, let's, let's make up the scenario where politicians do what they are supposed to do and they work together and they come up with a common sense bill in your mind what does a common sense bill with some compromise look like stop what would you what would you like to draft nothing you, Le- stop touching don't touch it so, but, so you, you're, <laughs> just you're okay just you're okay alone. with someone aborting an eight-month-old baby then that doesn't happen ty it but doesn't it no but the thing is ty people don't abort wanted babies that that doesn't happen right so by the time you're eight months pregnant, well, they can be unwanted though at eight months. Who, who, how do you, you never know what someone's decision making is going to be like. That's, I think that's a pretty strange, that would be a strange thing. That someone would be like committed. Well, are, I would commit a, somebody for wanting mil- to. There's millions of abortions a year. Like, you don't think some have been like in the light, later stages so let, of the pregnancy? There's probably one, I would say 1%. And of those 1%, there is an even smaller percentage of those that are late-term pregnancies aborted for no medical reason whatsoever. I don't think... So why wouldn't we make it so that those people can't do that? Because for medical reasons, you always can. It's federally funded to get an abortion if you have uh, you know, a life-threatening situation. I'm trying to think of a pertinent way to answer that. Um, eight, eight months seems a while for you to think about that. <laughs> and then, hey guys, I'm still here. Eight okay. months seems like a while for you to think about that and be like, eh, nope, nope, I'm, I, don't talk want, about, I, don't, I don't want it. Talk about 11th hour, holy shit. Right, eight and months I, in and you're, you're just, just deciding. That's, uh, that's a pretty radical example. But, but, but is a better solution, somebody who's not fit to be a parent, to bring a kid into the world that they don't want and aren't going to take care of and fuck up that kid's life? And well, that, no. is the, that is the dilemma <laughs> right there. Correct. I know, but don't you feel terrible for that unborn kid that, like, at eight months? I mean, the kid is, like, a fucking Well, I don't think it's an easy I, I, I totally, I totally I feel awful about yeah. it. Yeah. But I, I also don't think 
Planned Parenthood is doing all of those. And again, I cannot stress enough how minuscule the amount I'm going to safely assume those procedures encompass. Like that eight, eleventh well, hour, just I, you, you know what? Never mind. Oh uh, no, never mind. Uh, oh, you mean yeah. the one, the example we're talking about? Right. Oh yeah, no, of course. But even if it's ten, you know, because that's an incredibly minute, minute percentage. Ten a year who they they decide at the last minute not to feel like they want to have a child and they abort it. Why wouldn't right, you but want I think, to make that not right. be able to happen? My fear is, like we talked about, you give an inch, someone's going to take a mile. Once you start chipping away, once you get that week, you know, once we put pro um, prohibit that, I just, it never ends. You know what but I mean? There's go always going to be someone that too, wants right? it to be more restrictive. But it can go back the other way too, right? I wonder how difficult it would be assuming it was reversed. Let's just hypothetically assume it, it gets reversed. I wonder how long it would actually take to get the people in power to reverse it back. That's a good point. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It'd be fucking wild. I mean, I, don't, I mean, I Casey, mean, it's take you a long, long time to do either of those two things, right? I think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Casey, th this is a random question you may or may not know, but like when we're like, like abortions that we know today, like the procedure that we're familiar with today, like how long has this thing Existed? How, how, yeah, like I, I, I get like there are ways like way back in history of these awful ways that, you know, people aborted babies. But like in like modern history, like when did this become like a common practice? Before Roe versus Wade, there were 800,000 illegal abortions a year. Then those weren't people getting thrown downstairs and, you know, using coat hangers. Those were legitimate medical procedures. They just had... It, it wasn't, it was essentially illegal. Like certain doctors would or would not do it. They had, I guess, the right to refuse or, you know, do it. 800,000 a year, even before Roe versus Wade. And the number of abortions every year has been decreasing. I don't know, like in recent history, I mean, in like the last five years, there's less and less abortions every year. Just throwing that out there too. Okay. Yeah, I was just yeah I mean, that's good. Yeah. I mean, and, and obviously right. I think this is a... Maybe we'll write in our tagline, a pro-choice podcast, but um, I, I think you can certainly be pro-choice and also support some restrictions on it and not be considered a bigot. Because I think there are cases where even you can agree, you may not say the situations happen very often, but you can agree that that's an insanely fucked up situation. Yeah. Right. But so I, I, Again, I, I, I think the vast majority completely washes like the good that it does most of the time. And again, what this woman went through. Oh, it's, it's, it's insane that, yeah. that's, you know, that's I, insane. Right. I, I, my religious liberty for me is a very, very difficult thing to grapple with because, uh, you know, I, I think you should have the right to believe what you want and, you know, conduct yourself the way that you, you know, see your, your faith projecting as. Um, but I don't know. It goes over like oh. Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby doesn't, will not uh, let their employees cover birth control under their health insurance, right? But, but I'm also a proponent of if everybody cared enough, then stop going to Hobby Lobby and they'll go out of business and people can work somewhere else. Yeah. So well, it, it's, a very, it's a very tough, uh, yeah, back and forth. But it's Speaking fucking insane that someone's life's on the line and they're getting turned away. They're getting oh, turned this away. Is this is perfect. So speaking of religious um, freedom, 
it's medical. Um, it's not related to abortion. I should have like gave you a heads up that I was wanted to bring this up, but I kind of forgot about it until now. So without Good. giving Love too much detail, um, I can't give like ages or um, any other defining information about this child, but we had a child pass on. So I work in the pediatric ICU. So I work with the sickest kids in the state and we had a particular kid who Jared's in there all the time. Yeah. Frequent, <laughs> frequent flyers. <laughs> so he, you know, he passed and his um, parents were Jehovah's witnesses. So he desperately needed a blood transfusion um, and he went without one. So we took care of him for three weeks. I myself gave him a blood transfusion twice, two separate days. Um, there was a point where based on how critical his condition was that the mother ended up saying, you know what, just, just do it, you know, save, save our son. And then the final week of his life, there was a new attending on the case and his- That's a doctor or a nurse that's, attending? That's a doctor. That's okay. a doctor. Um, and his hemoglobin was in the tank. He, again, needed a blood transfusion. And he, at, at some point, a um, bloodless medicine, medicine doctor got in touch with this family and they ended up saying, you know, no, we don't consent to a blood transfusion ever, anymore. And he died. What was he called? What did you call him? He was a um, bloodless medicine advocate. Um, so, or transfusion-free yeah. medicine advocate. Um, so, an advocate for people who don't want to receive that type of medical treatment. So, how do you feel about that? That you know, a child who has no ability to make their um, wants, wishes known, mm. is passed because of the religious belief of their parents. And, and I think there's a very distinct difference between somebody who like goes to church on Sundays, mm. you know, goes for Christmas or just like random holidays, does that stuff. And then there's those parents, like people that <laughs> literally knockers. let, yeah, people that literally let their religion dictate every decision in their life. I think there's that, that's a very specific group of people, mm -hmm. and it's terrifying. But do you that think the government should be able to tell them that they get to decide what they do to care for the child? That, that's my biggest problem with everything. I think if, if you look at the whole pro-choice, pro-life debate, it's almost like hypocritical, the Republican stance on it. Right. Of, right. <laughs> of we want to tell you what to do with your body, but everything we supposedly stand for ideology is don't tell us how to live our life and we want less government. Right. Like the whole mask thing. 100%. Wearing a mask is a right. You're not infringing on my rights, but kill her baby in her uterus. Well, and just like, like the, yeah, and the, the right to bear arms that they, they hang their hat on, right? I mean, yeah, it's just which like, is fine, but it's like be consistent, guys. Like, you know, yeah, you're so, just so picking I almost and choosing. Just feel like the, the, the whole, like, topic is kind of like a quack of like i think it's all identity politics that's like gone too far of this started with them trying to get religious people to vote for them and now like they're kind of stuck dying on oh they're hill. in too deep yeah yeah because like you're telling me trump has not had abortions i would bet my next paycheck <laughs> trump has had abortions before 
Let's be. He's got how many kids with how many he's wives? He's probably demanded that they get done. Guaranteed. I'm sure on many occasions. Guaranteed. So oh my that's my problem. Like, and, and I think it almost kind of like challenges that thought process a little bit. That example you gave Casey, because like you don't want to see a kid obviously pass away or anything like that. Oh, of course of control. not. But at the same time, like, I don't think you can give up any type of rights to choose with anything in our life when it comes to, you know, I don't even say medical, just in general. I think we should, we should keep every right to choose anything that we can. Cause I don't want the government telling me how to live my life, whether I think it's no medical, matter, whether it's right. what, no matter which side of the coin you stand on, there's going to be some negative consequences no matter what. So you can make the same argument for, you know, pro-life pro-choice either side, there's going to be some horrible hypothetical scenario we can come up with that flies in the face of that stance. Yeah. Oh, so. I, uh, I also did a social media scrub of, of Jared's uh, timeline and also found this audio from uh, very uh, recently with a little message to the Republicans. Terrified. Listen to me, Republicans. Listen. You are the people in history. They warned us about. They warned us about people like you. Pay attention! We're losing our democracy! Wake up! Wake up! Jesus Christ. Wow. <laughs> the uh, oh. last like uh, interesting thing I would say, I think I like pro-choice. So there's a really cool, like it's really fucked up, a cool Vice episode actually off in the Philippines and abortion industry in the Philippines because it's so religious. It's like 95% Catholic. So abortion is 100% illegal. And you don't have less abortion. You just have way more back alley abortions, which are so unsafe. And they actually like, not graphically, but they show these girls having abortions. And it's literally like Ugh. buying pills in an alley, taking these pill cocktails until it kills the baby and the baby passes. So I, I think even if you were to, or the government was to overturn Roe versus Wade and you couldn't get an abortion, it'd be like the war on drugs. It wouldn't stop abortions. It would just make it that no, much worse. No. It, it would have this underground industry of just disasters of like situations like that. So it, it's a very interesting like 15 minute vice episode if you're curious. Little plug. Little plug for the Philippines. <laughs> no free ads. No free ads. Um, all right. Well, that, that was good. That was good. Um, I mean, hopefully, uh, everything this woman's saying, you know, and she seems like a pretty genuinely good person from I everything we've seen. a good we, gut feeling seen. about her. I really do. Yeah, seems like a nice woman. So I, I, I honestly she, think uh, most Catholic people. Well, Casey did call her nut job. So she, yeah, I'm not sure she, she is a little. Bit nice. <laughs> okay, most she said Catholic that she's people. more well known for being the party planner and the carpool mom. That's what people know her for. God damn. She's, she's just an everyday mom. That's what she is. Sounds but what I think Catholic people, although they may be quacks, I think most of them do have good morals. And uh, That's why everyone's want, nicer do, down here. Everyone's you do religious. want to help people. Yeah. <laughs> Those nice old religious people. I'm serious. I, I guarantee you that's why. Like, well, it's that southern charm, too. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. People up here are fucking assholes. I don't know. I feel like I'd fit in in the South, and I'm not religious. I say hi to everybody. Every Uber driver in the there. city of Boston, Jared has like, had a personal conversation with. Yeah, I like to talk. 
Yeah, and they can't um, stand him. Jesus, <laughs> he shows up like, on the dude, phone. Get Fuck. this guy out of my car. <laughs> well, if Roe v. Wade's overturned, we'll have Casey back on a wall scream like that woman. Yeah, <laughs> that'll, that'll just be the episode that that week. <laughs> um, Chris, you got you got anything else for us? Closing thoughts, Chris. Not on um, not on what we just talked about. Something else. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. I got two closing thoughts. Quick, um, Mo. You need to have a huge revamp of Mo's thoughts. Which I we want. barely had. Feel Correct. Like it, yeah, Would you say it, the segment's gone off the rails, week. Chris? Uh, I, I'm, all about, I'm all about the dating life. Keep me updated. I love it. I live okay. for it. But, Living for the hinge updates? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I live and die by what Jared's dating life is like right now. <laughs> I actually mirror my own eyes. after Jared's. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like I need those introspective thoughts. Like I got, I got to get the juices flowing. That's we got to get, yeah, we got to get Mo high again, and then we'll. I was get gonna say, like, start smoking <laughs> right before you get on or something. Just yeah. like pick one topic and go in about. No, it. then he'll then he'll just call up in a ball under the desk. We won't <laughs> right. even we won't hear from him. Somehow we'll get two hours. I'm sick of talking, so I just got to prep better. Um, and then the other thing was in the beginning of you know you guys starting doing this, you guys had mentioned. Uh, well, you're still doing it. In fact, I think the social media cleanse. Um, no, I've kind of so... slacked hard, hardcore last kind of week, guys. Um, yeah, really <laughs> yeah I've definitely caught myself as it's getting darker a little earlier. Ooh. Pull, up, pull, up, pull up Twitter <laughs> on the browser. Sad boy season. Sad boy season. <laughs> um, but it inspired me to do my own. Fuck yeah. You weren't big on social media anyway, were you? No, I would honestly just use it. I, I mean, I would go You were on it, it a lot? aimlessly and just be like so i just wasted 30 like i can't believe 35 minutes just went by that's yeah. it no, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> you know what i mean um so i deleted instagram uh because that's the one i was mainly just like you know just the constant like or, or stories just like back and forth all going through yeah, all the of ultimate time killer yeah because yeah. you know twitter i use for you know sports and like music updates when stuff's dropping or anything like that so i kept that uh, and significant change in screen time. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like a full, like hour and a half, hour and 45 off. So, I was so that. yeah, that's awesome. And yeah. I feel like I've been good about not being on social media that much, but I've been finding other ways to pretty much replicate the exact same amount of screen <laughs> yeah, time. That's just exactly doing, how I would predict instead, Adams. In, <laughs> instead of like, well, instead of like Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, it's CNN, Fox, Panthers.com. EP, well, I, w- I was already, I was already doing that. Yeah. Um, the Apple news app. Like I, I've still been on my phone, just reading news. I like, can't tell you how many been. times I open up the uh, news app and look at the same fucking coronavirus story in the headlines oh my God. Like, all day. At, at least four to five nothing, times a day. There's nothing new. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing new. I'm like, fuck, I need something else. So my screen time has been creeping up, but I caught a good, like almost hour and a half, even more a day. Yeah, I mean, it's not a consistent hour and a half every week. There's sometimes, you know, because I watch YouTube on my phone sometimes if I'm, like, trying to go to bed or something like that, can't fall asleep. So sometimes I just fall asleep. It's not like social media. Oh, no, I know. But, like, it just, like, adds up the screen time because I'm just falling asleep. What are your daily averages? Oh, I don't know. Mine used to be, like, a little over five hours a day. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I was like last... four to five. Yeah. Correct. Peak? That's exactly where I was. Yeah. I had a couple of like seven hour days and I was like, I'm disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I need to rethink my life. I need to reevaluate things. I think it got worse working from home. Like definitely. That's when oh, I realized yeah. I need to be off. Cause like 100%. I'm sitting in this Far desk more all day. Time. Like if I'm, if I'm at my desk at work, I at least feel guilty about like scrolling on my phone here. Nobody's watching. Like whatever. I just, <laughs> Mine you know today I mean? is six alone, hours just... and 57 minutes. <laughs> six hours and 57, and 57 minutes? 57 minutes today. And yeah. it's only 7.55. So I think the question is, Casey, Ramp when are up. you going to jump on the uh, class? Yes. Um, absolutely not. Um, <laughs> I, uh, no, I could probably get rid of everything but TikTok because that's what I spend all oh my time my scrolling. God. Oh, it's bad. You're a TikToker? I no, I don't do anything. Are you insane? But I do <laughs> consume hours of it. And I even get, there's this guy that comes up when you've been scrolling too much and he goes, whoa, you've been scrolling a long time. Like, yeah, You're just like, like, dude, get the yeah, fuck, fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah. Scroll right by him. But, uh, That's wicked funny. Yeah. But on days that I work, I spend like my screen time is like an hour. Mm. So it's all relative. Average is I'm out. just making yeah. up for you know so what is your average then for the week i have to do last week because i didn't about six hours and 55 yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> i think we can uh we can ballpark it here oh my i don't know how to say six hours. wow i mean i'm on my phone a lot case i don't know if i've ever been on my phone for more than six hours on average that's a lot three yeah. hours and 30 minutes average for oh, last not week bad. okay no that's that's pretty that's i think that's, that's where good. i aspire to be in that right. range yeah did you have seven hour days mixed into that week? Yeah, my days off, I spend six <laughs> hours at a minimum on my phone. I will say I have resisted TikTok. Even when I was on social media, I did not make well, an account. I did not scroll through. I love that guy with the cranberry juice singing Fleetwood Mac or skateboard. You have Fleetwood TikTok, Mac. Jared? That's no, a, that went viral everywhere. Uh, I don't have a TikTok. I never I think people are still video. posting TikTok videos. Like all the big ones, we're still going to find them. Yeah, yeah, like they'll so. be on Reddit or whatever. Yeah. Well, that's how Vine used to be. Like, you didn't have to have Vine. Like, they would always surface on Twitter, the funny yeah. ones. What happened you know? to Vine, by the way? Because that is TikTok. R.I.P. I right? don't know. I, just... I, I don't think it was profitable. I think like, they didn't make any money and eventually just, like, <laughs> gave up. Because they're paying TikTok people. Took over. They probably had to pay Jake Paul, like, millions of dollars or something like that. And then the but, Chinese came in and said, we could yeah. do this better. And, and they're right? Think of how they much did. information it's you're a, giving China. Nonstop crazy. surveillance Seriously. App. I mean, it's true. It's Don't so creepy. Don't get me going on China. It's so creepy. Their algorithm <laughs> not, is spot do on. Do not get Jared started on China, even though he would love to rant about China right now. No, I'm not going there. <laughs> he, ooh, that means he got the message <laughs> from, from Xi Jinping. <laughs> <laughs> You got the message directly. Shut your mouth. It's like, dude, I, this podcast is so global, ins- dude. You can't be saying shit like that. You know dude, that. Keep it together. I, I would go so far as I had this thought this week. I was like, so imagine just like super rain. I don't even know how I thought of it. I was like, what if somebody offered you a job in China, like for Schneider? I think I was looking at like somebody who I was talking to who worked in China. And I was like, dude, you couldn't move there. They would find this podcast and literally put you in a work camp. <laughs> These are the most so thoughts like, that Chris I was is talking say, about. Here. This is the hypothetical most thoughts I need. Yeah. Like, dude, yes. If I had to work in China, break it down. <laughs> this is like a random Tuesday. Him but, back um, and bouncing around in his head. It would be great. I get to experience all the stuff you did. But you'd probably, I'd probably be in prison. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Risk Contradictions it. left and right. So yeah. I'm out on moving to China. All right. Officially well, out. Casey, any anything else before? Uh, 
You, you go, yeah. you're, this is your first time on air, right? Yeah, it is my first, first time. It is my first time. First time yeah. live to tape. Would love to come back. Would love to come back. Yeah. Nice we're, job, uh, Casey. Chris, you got to criticize for not having a woman's time. perspective. <laughs> well, may, maybe next time the main topic will be something that's more related to Chris <laughs> instead. Or, or just a little lighter. Well, I, I had some wild thoughts. <laughs> yeah, on this was heavy. Nobody wanted to hear them. This was it heavy. Is. I brought up I, a, I, yeah. you know, dead case. I will say, though, of, of all the, you know, like, guests we've had like in like group conversation i think this was the smoothest i don't know what ty and jared think but i think this is very smooth very like everything i'm like Amy you do have... i don't disclose what i think well i just said it so you do no have your top here. listener on the podcast right now so yeah chris chris is a steady listener casey have you Religious even listened to any of these Oh, we shouldn't even let you on. <laughs> okay well no i did listen i listened just to do what intro. amy's doing and just say what you gotta say come on I didn't listen. I'm sorry. Sorry. Wow. All right. I was well, nervous that I wouldn't like what you were gonna say. Sorry. Yeah, you don't have to listen. You probably won't <laughs> like what I have to say. Casey, you could be our come. seventh weekly listener if you uh, start listening. Yeah, every so. every number is vitally important. <laughs> Full digits by Life support is an understatement right now. I'm I'm pitching Mercedes next week. They're I'm trying to get a month long ad deal with them. Yeah, so I'm everything. sure. I'm sure. Casey, leave a review and a rating. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and subscribe, please. Subscribe. Oh. <laughs> this please, is ridiculous. Please. Subscribe, um, like, sign up for notifications. And I will say, I mean, I don't want to like pat ourselves on the back too much, but there's three people of the same family here, and the conversation going really smooth. I don't want to say like. And one with the same DNA, just remove distance family. Speaking, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's that clue to your chemistry. Mm. Can't beat it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. Well, thanks for it's joining. It's my bedtime. Thanks, guys. Um, yeah, so we'll, ha- we'll have you on again down the road, and um, good night and good luck. Tell me right, I say hi. Good seeing you guys. See you. Well, Signing off. I love you Later. guys. Later. Bye. Peace. All right. All right. Nicely that done. Was, that was cool. That was a, that was a good, uh, good group talk. I'm always talk. critical of the energy of the uh, guests, Jared, right? And I at least brought – well, I mean, Chris stayed in his own lane. He didn't want to get into that. Chris did like six <laughs> words. Yeah, Casey brought her a game. But yeah. he's still, uh, you know, he comes with a little more life uh, in his voice than some of our other guests. So yeah. I thought overall was good. <laughs> I do think having people on video definitely helps. Yeah, yeah, fuck the cell phone calls. No more of that. Well, I mean, we've only had, what, a couple of those? I don't want to. No, I'm just saying just like, like just when I fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. No, no we had Rob, Rob no calls. Service. Actually, yeah, Dan, Dan joined by a video. <laughs> yeah. We definitely do. We got to get a good Rob um, presidential election episode in. Get yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's been Come elusive. on, Rob, your boy. You just How got married. Uh, congrats, Rob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't yes, think he congrats, listens, but yeah. congrats, Rob. Um, where does Dan lead, Ty? Where does Dan lean politically? Lean, yeah, politically. I, 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 I never really thought about it, but I'm, I'm curious what. Uh, I, he's definitely right of center. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it'd be I cool to have like someone that's like the opposite of like, Oh, I would fucking love yeah. it. Well, yeah, just, we would have to, well, I, I think we know of somebody, but the question is we should bring him on or not. Yeah. I mean, I certainly don't have anyone that I'm close enough with that I'd be able to ask to come on. That's I, I can put an ad up in Somerville. I'm sure I'm surrounded. <laughs> well, <by> so <laughs> like my thing was, is like, you know, I feel like we could probably get guests, but it's like, is it really going to be fun for us if, like, we're talking to this person who knows literally nothing? I mean, it without could be. chemistry, no, it's not. It's not going to be because they're not going to be comfortable. They're not going to be open. 
Yeah, but we could make that we could make that good radio depending on what we're trying to talk to them about. I don't know. I was just thinking about it because like I, I just was looking online and like just searched like how to get guests on the po- on a podcast and they had like all these <laughs> forums where people, you know, like a community where people will join other people's podcasts and shit like that. So oh, that's not that we would do it, but it was interesting. Let's do but, it. <laughs> um, all right. So uh, I'm afraid this could take a while. I want to get into big tech censorship, but uh, do we have any quick hitters that we can go in and yeah, out of I before a, we get there? I got a quick hitter. Um, Go for it. it actually has to do it's a little bit to do with with big tech but i think uh john smoltz should uh stop commentating baseball and uh really jump on the uh the big tech world he's got some big ideas did you guys hear his proposal the other day <laughs> yeah no. I did. so the this other day former you, braves pitcher john smoltz former hall of famer former braves pitcher hall of famer john smoltz how long has he been co- has has he been commentating well, since he retired so about okay. like 10 years so in the middle of a broadcast he just had <laughs> a fucking just a whale of an idea. And I can't believe nobody's thought of this before. So oh, here's see, exactly I, I could quote. probably get sound on this. This is why you got to send me this stuff. Did you? Um, I absolutely did. <laughs> <laughs> I sent you all of it. But I, is, I, it, I is read, it a clip of him or no? No. Well, I, I was going to read the dialogue. If you can find the clip, then that's, that's cool. No, no, no. I go was ahead. just going to read. That's, all right, so that's my fault. Huge idea. He's going to make millions off of this. Okay. And this is him. Quote, I want someone to develop an app. For, the, for all the second guessers and the know-it-alls that are in the world so they can timestamp it. This is what I would do, Smoltz continues. All the people can talk about afterwards what they would do. So somebody out there, I know somebody's smart enough, get an app so that we can get all, sec, all the second guessers and armchair quarterbacks to tell you step-by-step what they would do right now. Guys, how has this not been thought of yet? I don't even understand what he just said. What does I mean, that mean? Just, he, he just described Twitter. He just literally described Twitter. He's, I guess there was something going on. Like, he, like I think someone was questioning a, a manager or a pitcher. Or, yeah. I, don't know, I, I was watching the game. Okay. And he just went off on this tangent saying, like, someone needs to make an app that holds a these community where people can discuss. <laughs> they, they can share their ideas and uh, be held accountable and have for what they say and have timestamps <laughs> on it. He, lit, he was dead serious. Did anyone that. else, like, have the fucking wherewithal to say, hey, John? Uh, wake the fuck up, buddy. It's, it's worth a trillion dollars. <laughs> Actually, not, not quite. I was just seeing today, dude. I couldn't believe it. $26 billion for Twitter. And it was uh, then the next closest was $179 billion for Facebook and a trillion for Google. Yeah. That's incredible. I, I, I believe it. So Twitter, I've heard, is not like super profitable. They yeah, haven't figured yeah. out a great way to monetize it. Right. And, and they, dude, think of how many things Google owns that it can put ads on. Google. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Right? They just Gmail. got sued by the Department of Justice. Did you see that? Yeah, a little antitrust. Republicans Fuck aren't yeah. going to like that. Fuck yeah. Fuck. You know, know what I was thinking with the Smolty comment, though? I bet you my dad has no idea what Twitter is. <laughs> really? <laughs> because I, mean, I was thinking, like, Smolty's probably like early 50s. So my dad's a little older, but like he, he definitely heard of it. And I bet you, like, hey, dad, what does Twitter do? And he'd probably say, I don't know. It's probably like Facebook, right? Like, he's never, ever opened up Twitter in his life. That's so funny though, because, like, I mean, our, our dads are very in very similar age range. They're the same obviously. age. Yeah, same, sorry, yeah, same age. And my dad is like supporting Twitter on his back. He's on Twitter <laughs> all the time. It's genetic. All the time. Well, I mean, I mean, he, they have been sending me stuff apparently because I was I was with I was with uh, all of them on Friday, last Friday, and um, 
they were talking, about, Oh, I sent you this on Twitter. It's like, dad, I'm not on Twitter anymore. Like I don't check it anymore. So everything's just going on deaf ears. So, but he's on Twitter all the fucking time. It's just crazy. Like they, they graduate, they went to the same high school. They graduated the same year. They've known each other forever and they could not be more polar opposite when it comes to technology yeah. or, or at least social media. I should yeah. say, I mean, I don't know. I about know technology stuff, in but. general. Like my, I don't think my dad knows how to work his sound bar. <laughs> <laughs> I'm convinced uh, he does. So we can listen to his music. His music. And he bought a super nice sound bar. And every time I'm there, it's not being used. I'm like dad. <laughs> Dang. I'm sure it looks really, I'm sure it ties the whole room together though. Yeah. Um, so I, I, uh, this actually ties back to the, um, Amy, Amy Coney Barry hearings. This was a, hilarious. I don't know if you guys saw this. Did you see the whole sexual preference stuff going around, flying around, uh, the last like week or so? Whose sexual preference? Just the term sexual preference and whether that's acceptable <laughs> no. or not. She's religious. So, She's straight, right? No, no, just, just no, using no. the term to describe term. someone's sexual preference. She's got a it's, it's not allowed anymore. Kids. You're Wait, not what? allowed to that, say sexual preference. That's like that's a, tab, that's a taboo topic. That's canceled. So this <laughs> fucking batshit crazy senator um, on the hearings committee, uh, this woman's name is Maisie Hirono or something like that. Where's um, she from? I don't remember. Um, honestly, like, it might be Hawaii. Um, but she, so she's in the questioning phase for, for Amy Coney Barrett and decides to bring up that she referenced something and said sexual preference and says how troubling it is that she thinks that. And then I have a cut here that that shows like as recent as this year and like eight other examples over the last two years of de Democrats stumping, saying, talking about sexual preference. It was fucking hilarious. You use the term sexual preference to describe those in the LGBTQ community. And let me make clear, sexual preference is an offensive and outdated term. This time bring everybody along, Joe. regardless of color, sexual preference. Based on whatever color, whatever what their sexual preference might be. By race, by age, by sexual preference. It doesn't matter what your sexual preference is. What their sexual preference is. Never in the course of her military career had anything about her sexual preference had any impact. Based upon race, no. color, or preference, or sexual preference. Oh, wait, shit. I don't think that you use the term sexual pre preference as just, uh, I don't think it was an accident. Our society this is, uh, RGB. has come to respect uh, people. Um, Whatever their sexual preference. Just I was dead. Yeah. Well, I mean, but it, it was just a, a, a hilarious <laughs> little cut I found that was like, just it, it teased just up like, that hypocrisy. Like, I, so I wish well. somebody would just tell these people to shut the fuck <laughs> up. I, I feel like they what have word, like. What word would you like us to use instead of sexual preference? I don't. I don't please, know. Please, please educate me. Webster's dictionary, like dude, updated the dictionary. Now it says under it like it's offensive. Like you, it's, you it's like they it. have like one of those bingo ball like mixers or whatever and they just like every every now and then like the, this group of people just you know they spin it they let a ball come out and they just find something to make a fucking big deal about that no one's making a big deal about it's people who have no idea what real struggle is and You're the right, worst part it, is sorry sorry go no i was just say if the hardest thing you did this week was you had somebody use the word sexual preference in your presence like you are softer than fucking pudding. Like I don't, I don't know what to tell you. You have no chance in this world. 
you have no chance in this world. And the problem with social media today is that all it takes is one person yeah. to tweet something out like that, to tweet the video that Ty just sent, like, or parts of it, obviously, that would back up the, the agenda or just a regular tweet or retweet something. That's it. It takes one. And everyone decides that I need to be mad about this. I need to throw my arms up and protest because someone said I, that this word is, is offensive and or this term is offensive. It's All right, unfortunately ridiculous. for them, it's nine times out of ten Democrats that yes. choose to fight those battles. Yeah. You know, fight and, and, the and, battle. Yeah, if you and, fight and, that battle. Yeah, and it's just this this notion that I'm I'm not a fan of of theirs where it's like, you know, we're the everyman and like we represent everybody and we have to make, you know, this country equal for everybody no matter the cost. And it's just this weird like sense of like patriarchy. I don't know. It just creeps me out. And so, dude, it, it you sent, totally creeps me out too. You you sent that clip, Adam. This was last week, maybe, or I don't know when you sent it. But um, so I didn't listen to it until a while after, and I listened to the whole thing, and I was fucking stunned at the end of this interview between Wolf Blitzer and Nancy Pelosi. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. This one. I mean, even CNN. I re- read an article that's that scolded Pelosi and condemned the, her attitude uh, towards Wolf, which I was shocked to read. I mean, they, they didn't hold back and they were just like, that's unacceptable. It's not appropriate, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. And the, her line at the end here, I think sums up what Democrats think they're on this earth for. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to say that to you in person. Right, Madam Speaker, these are, these are incredibly difficult times right now. Uh, and we'll leave it on that note. Thank you so much yeah. for joining yeah, we'll us. We'll leave it on the vote that you are not right on this, Wolf. And I hate to say that to uh, you. But I feel confident about it. And I feel confident about my colleague. And I feel confidence in my chairs. And it's not about me. It's about millions of Americans who can't put food on the table, who can't pay the rent. And we represent them. And we represent them. Getting by these long food lines that we're seeing. I know you are. I'm I'm just saying. We represent them and we know them. As we say. We know them. We represent them. Don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good, as they say. It is nowhere near perfect. Madam Speaker. Always the case, but we're not even close to the good. (laughs) You can tell I'm frustrated. Every day is critically, critically important. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you for your sensitivity to our constituents. I love Wolf Blitzer now. I did not like him a week ago. I love him. Wait, wait, wait. I am sensitive to them because I see them on the street begging for food, begging for money. Madam Speaker, thank you so much. Have you fed them? We feed them. We feed them. We'll continue this conversation down the road for sure. That was the fucking craziest comment I've ever heard in my life. The fucking balls on her. She thinks she is more important than anyone on the planet. She's and, close. She, and you know and what? She's, and she's and, never been challenged. And I think, and I think this, this was in one of our pre-recording rants where we give up information that we're just going to talk about later. But like her making that comment, like, do you feed them? Do you do anything for the people? Guess what? It's not his fucking job to do that. His job to report the fucking news. It's your fucking job, Nancy, to support your constituents, to represent the people that put you in there, and you're doing fucking nothing. Right. I and fucking nothing. hate her. And, and, and Wolf can say, can say that, and then he can say, it's your job to tell the fucking American people exactly why a deal isn't getting done. Yes. Yeah. Make it crystal fucking clear if this is such a big issue for you. Or Did is you it hear just... the latest excuses of like the language? 
Uh, maybe not. I don't know. So, so it, I only saw the quick clip and it's like, yeah, they're not lawyers and legislators. They don't understand the language. So that's what we're dealing with now where they're using they instead of shall and oh, we Christ. instead of this. And I was like, is this real? This is why we can't do this. It's, she was literally giving like minute examples of like, they're using strategy versus plan. I was like, these are the real <laughs> examples she cited. And she's probably like, look, guys, there's a 15-day lead time uh, on this when we make those changes. So just FYI, it's just a, just a verbiage thing, but 15 days until we're actually able to, to, to pass it. So, And if it doesn't thank happen by November 3rd, we'll see in February. <laughs> oh, God. And here, here's, here's one last thing on, on that, and, and then we can move on to big tech, I guess, unless I know I had anything to bring up. But October 15, 2019. You guys know anything about that date? Any any significance? Sixteen days before Halloween, twenty nineteen. Three days yes. before my wedding. Two days yes. before my wedding. Lots of lots of big events around then. But it was also <laughs> the last time that Trump and Pelosi have spoken. Yeah, it's like that's criminal. That is and, absolutely. And, criminal. and again, and I know we just spent like a ton of time just railing on Pelosi that that's Trump too I mean obviously that's both but I mean that's like the equivalent of like I'm just thinking from like the the perspective of, of the work environment I'm in that'd be like if I haven't spoken to like any administration in my building for over a year and that'd you be, refuse you don't and like they them. refuse to and, talk and to I you. like and I, re, I avoid them in hallways and I, I don't even want to bring up any sort of issue at all. And they don't want to do the same with me because we just can't stand the side of each other. And we can't just have like a professional relationship. That is fucking wild. But they rule the free world. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> very, very different. But do you I'm feed them, like, Jared? Do you, do you feed them? You know what you I do, do when I see a homeless them. person? I, she pff, feeds them. The scoff. I mean, uh, like, well, it, well, same with you guys. Like, imagine, like, Christ. imagine the relationships, like, the working relationships you have with, like, people who are above you or below you. Imagine if you just didn't converse at all. No, how, how, how can you possibly function? I mean, it's literally, like, management 101. If you have two people on your team who don't agree and, like, don't like each other, it's, hey, guys, we have to put that aside and get our jobs done. You don't need to be yeah. friends. You just need to get your work done. <laughs> exactly. Like, that's, like, preschool. Oh, what yes, was I going to say? Oh, Fuck. I'm sure it'll come back to you. About Pelosi, stimulus. Oh, I got it. (laughs) Um, So so I got an email today from my my realtor. She sends these annoying marketing um, emails all the time. Usually like they're the most like rosy real estate market is great. It's like we're up 20% over COVID, blah, 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 blah. Today's was something along the lines of by January, we expect – um, the moratorium, eviction moratorium and rent moratorium is to end. And right now, just under one third of people are struggling to pay their mortgage. And we expect this could have a massive impact on the housing market. Everything's so, just going to default. Yeah, dude. It's <laughs> going to be people who are just going to default on their loans. Right. So for somebody who's trying to sell houses to say that, when they're like usually trying to paint the picture of like the rosiest market ever, yeah. Like I think that shows like there's a very serious effect that's going to happen if we don't eventually put together a solution to a third. That's one. I know this is obvious, but that's one out of three. <laughs> that's literally one out of three that's, people who could that's, be. That's homeless. like my state's comment. Yeah. <laughs> three out of 10. 
3.33 out of 10. 3.33 out of 10. Guys, that'd be like if you add three eggs and you take one of those eggs. That's one third of the eggs that you have in front of you. The egg has no home. (laughs) 33 out of 100? 33.33? Dude, three ninths. No. Yes. 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 (laughs) (laughs) But like that's go all night. Like that kind of scares me. Mo scared. Mo Mo is scared. Scared meter. Yeah, that's why we need these fucking dopes to inject some money into the veins of these American people. Well, hopefully they can meet Pelosi's deadline, which is tonight. Oh man. Well, 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 the (laughs) other what what will happen? The, the, the other part that like I can't even keep track of is now you've got the Senate trying to pass their skinny bill of five hundred billion through the Senate, knowing nobody wants it, so like they don't look bad. But if Mnuchin and the House agree on this and it gets passed by those two branches, is there enough votes in the Senate to even pass this two billion dollar stimulus? I don't think there is. Trump t- Trump says. I'll, I'll get him to vote for, for it. Don't worry it. about it. But, but he I also says it. he wants more than $2.2 billion, but they won't come up to $2.2 billion. Well, his argument is trillion or billion? to do with McConnell. Sorry, trillion, yeah. Oh, okay. That's what I was say. Hey, that's what he's, a he's shitty like, bill. hey, yeah, that, uh, what I want and what the Senate, Senate Republicans want can be two different things. So Scary. he's just trying to play that angle knowing it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Just because he says it, he can just blame it on Senate Republicans. I'm sure they're thrilled about that. I'm sure they appreciate that. But. So, so, so if you're Nancy right now, and I had this mental debate in my head earlier this week, what do you think is a stronger political move out of these three options? Not Maybe it's two options. <laughs> not pass. So not agree, and you don't have stimulus till February, assuming you win the election. Um, option two pass it and hope that the Senate rejects it. So it looks like they're the bad guys knowing that they could also pass it. And that could make Trump look better two weeks before election day. So I guess that's kind of three scenarios. Option two. I I think I would do the same thing. I I would say, Hey, I'll come down to 1.9 billion. We're at 2.2. Like, well, that's fine. And put the ball in the Senate's court and say, these are the people who refuse to support you when you need it. We right, passed our third house bill in the last four months. If she goes with option one, it's just more of the same. Not, nothing Which I don't, think, I don't think bothers her at all. No, it doesn't. Right. But like, like the public perception is still the same. Like, you know. Yeah, I don't know what the public perception is right now. No, you think well, most people are looped in enough to really know what's going on? I don't think so, dude. Well, they're looped think, in to the extent that I think the people they think that, that Trump's a bad guy and it's his fault that yeah, that, that, that's my money. point. Is I, I don't think most people have done enough unbiased digging to know like what all these different stakeholders do, are doing though. right now. I didn't yeah. used to. No, that's that's my point. So I, I think hey. she is that the puppy? Oh, yeah. is um yeah. So I think that's my point. Is I think Pelosi could get away with making it look like Trump's refusing to come to her agreement and just push this out two more weeks to win the election. On the I don't kill, I don't think that's a winning thing for him either though. I don't think no. That, I think it's reflects, losing. I think it's going to hurt him. That they don't get it. You mean? I think it'll hurt Trump if there's no stimulus passed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it certainly doesn't yeah. help. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, absolutely. But even if it does get passed, I don't. I think it's uh, it's too far gone at this point. Yeah. The, um, um, uh, on that topic of the debate, so as another rising clip today, 
they said if these polls are off by the same margin of error the Hillary Trump polls were in 2016, Biden would win. It was like 340 electoral votes. He would win Texas, North Carolina, South Carolina, Georgia. Like it would be an absolute landslide if it's off I mean, the same amount that it was. What? I mean, that's what I'm expecting. Yeah, I mean, people expect me, it in 2016 too. It's over, yeah. but. I think there's some element of the the shy Trump vote, but it's not enough that I don't think like it's going to turn everything around for him. I'd rather have it be a landslide than like a close debatable election. That's for sure. Well, just to make everybody's lives easier. So much easier. I don't want to deal with that. Yeah, Although it would be kind I, of I can't, fun to watch. I, I know, like it, it would definitely be great entertainment, but like I don't think I can handle another four years of like Wall Street Journal or Washington Post rather articles about how. Uh, you know, oh, here's this, here's this interracial couple that has all of a sudden decided that America is unsafe to live in because of Donald Trump. It's exhausting. And just really dominating every headline and every media outlet in, the, in America. Like, what did we even talk about before Trump I, I, in the news, in the media? I don't remember. <laughs> Nothing, I don't remember. Really. Sports. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and we're, that's all we get to hear, right, is Trump stuff. But when the tables turn and we have a controversy on the other Ooh, side, not so, not so easy to, to find said story. So this is going to be a long clip, but Buckle I up. think, I think it's very, I think our boy Sagar does a phenomenal job at telling everybody exactly why this is fucking terrifying. I want to grab a beer with Sagar. He's the man. Yeah, he is the man. All right, Sagar, what's on your radar? Well, one of the most chilling episodes of censorship I've ever seen occurred yesterday during the outbreak of a bombshell story from the New York Post involving Hunter Biden's emails, the Ukrainian energy company that I'm sure you're all familiar with now, Burisma, and of course, the former vice president vying for his turn in the Oval Office. Let's start at the beginning because it's very complicated. We got a first glimpse of the story early in the day with some breaking news from the Post that they had obtained alleged emails of Hunter's from a laptop presumably that he dropped off at a computer repair shop in April 2019 and then forgot to pick up. The computer, according to a subpoena obtained by the New York Post, was then requisitioned by the FBI in December 2019, but then had its contents copied over to a separate drive of the store owner at the time. The separate drive was then reportedly shared with former New York City Mayor Rudy Giuliani's lawyer and was known to former Trump advisor Steve Bannon in September. Then, on Sunday, the post was provided with those emails by Rudy Giuliani. I want to be ultra clear about the messages here, because they're sketchy. And we learned about these alleged emails, because it comes important as we look at the claims of the story itself. The story details how an alleged email shows Hunter Biden attempting to introduce his father, then the sitting vice president of the United States, to a Ukrainian advisor of the board of Burisma the Ukrainian energy company, which at that time was paying Hunter at least $50,000 per month. Now, one of the obtained emails shows this board advisor asking Hunter for, quote, advice on how you could use your influence on the company's behalf. Hmm. So the Burisma story that they all told us was completely fake turns out to have a lot of truth to it, huh? And to boot, 
that other emails obtained by the Post actually show Hunter leveraging his status as the son of the former vice president as a way to increase his compensation from Burisma because apparently 50 grand a month was not good enough. Apparently needed 25,000 more per month. So these are the facts. These are alleged emails obtained by the New York Post. In a sketchy manner, for sure. But the emails themselves are absolutely newsworthy. And that's all journalists should really care about. Well, no. Why? Because the people who published the Steele dossier, the people who blew up every single fake Russiagate story day after day, month after month, year after year, have suddenly become very concerned about sourcing. Kyle Griffin, who is an annoying NBC toady, popular amongst blue checks, <laughs> tweeted, quote, No one should link to or share the New York Post report. You can discuss the obvious flaws and unanswerable questions in the report without amplifying what appears to be disinformation. Hmm, that's odd. Why is a journalist asking everyone to ignore a story? Shouldn't they just ask the Biden campaign for their response or maybe, you know, put more information out there, add context? I mean, look. Rudy Giuliani is not exactly the paragon of truth. I think it's natural to be skeptical. I'm skeptical. But when given the opportunity to respond, the Biden campaign simply said an alleged meeting within the New York Post story never took place on the official schedule. They at no time denied the veracity of the emails. And you bet that if they were actually fake, they would have said so. Meaning the emails are true and that the story on his face is legitimate. But what happened next is what really concerns me, because I watched in real time as a talking point for mainstream journalists quickly became marching order of the day for the largest tech companies in the world. Andy Stone, a communications officer for Facebook, he quickly tweeted, quote, while I will intentionally not link to the New York Post, I want to be clear. This story is eligible to be fact checked by Facebook's third party fact checking partners. In the meantime, we are reducing its distribution on our platform. Let that sink in. Facebook is openly saying they have decided to internally stop the spread of this story on their platform, not because it's been proven false, because they just decided to. Stone, by the way, had previous jobs as a Democratic consultant and strategist. It's like they don't even try to hide it, but it gets worse. Shortly afterwards, Twitter announced that in accordance with its, quote, hacked materials policy, it would be straight up censoring the link to the New York Post story. You couldn't even tweet it if you wanted to. And if you had already done so, it would not take you directly to the website. This is the most overt act of big tech censorship we have ever seen. They crossed a line that literally cannot be uncrossed. Think about this. If this New York Post story is banned from Twitter because it originated from quote unquote hacked materials, which these aren't even hacked, does that now mean that everything Edward Snowden revealed is now banned from Twitter? As Lee Fong of The Intercept note, hacked materials include the Pentagon Papers, FBI files on COINTELPRO, Trump's tax returns obtained illegally, all important stories in their own rights. Will Twitter be banning those? Of course not. This is political interference in the election. Let's take Facebook's justification, which is that we don't know the origin of the emails. Um, do we ever know the origin of important leaked documents in the New York Times? No, and maybe we shouldn't to protect sources. And in the cases that they don't care, think about this. The Atlantic story about Trump supposedly saying terrible things about troops. That was anonymously sourced. Origins unclear to me. It has major implications. Should that be slowed down on Facebook's Twitter system? Should be banned from Twitter? These are just recent stories. Every single one of us can come up with other examples. I have to be honest. This scares the hell out of me because they actually did it. 
They crossed a line. They essentially declared open partisan warfare. And I want to emphasize this to you. This never stays in one lane. Today was the New York Post story about Hunter Biden. But envision this scenario. An establishment Democrat is running against a progressive. Leaked emails show the establishment Dem coordinating with corporate lobbyists. And then that establishment Dem gets Twitter or Facebook to ban the story. To ban even a progressive Democrat from trying to fundraise off of it. That is now within the realm of possibility. If you think it won't happen, don't complain to me in a few years when it does. You cannot put the genie back in the bottle. Pretty good job of setting that up. Absolutely. I actually I mean, I watched that while I ate dinner today. So I I said on this show that I when we were talking about the bait that I didn't really think the Hunter Biden aspect of you know this campaign was overly compelling to me. Yeah. Um however, if those emails are verified and are true. I think that's incredibly fucked up. Is it surprising at all to you, though? No. Nope. No. That's why it doesn't bother me. Like, I already assume Biden did this shit. <laughs> uh, not, not just Biden. I assume any other lifelong politician. Like, I think this is how the sure, world works. Sure, but we don't have proof of it. Like, you're not, we're not supposed to have proof of it. Like, you can think that it happens, but when it's, again... These are alleged emails, as, as Sagar proclaims. But if they are true, which there haven't been, dispro- nothing's come out to his point yet that has disproven anything. And that was a great point to bring up the fact that the Biden campaign has denied it to the extent that they said there was no beating on yeah. the official schedule. It's like the most lame denial I've ever heard. So, I, like, that would have huge implications. And... The biggest media companies on the face of this fucking globe decided they would not allow you to tweet the story. They would not allow you to DM the story to anyone else. Insane, dude. Absolutely so, insane. I thought they, they, two, two, they, should, they should be at risk of losing their Section 230 protections. Right. I think that should go. It's, it's, that it's that needs to be heard, at least. Absolutely. They should be treated as a normal publisher would be treated. You guys are platforms. You're not there to decide what we see. The minute you start delving in, like they said, you can't put the genie back in the bottle. You've already done it. So that should be it. I mean, you're mingling in a fucking election. Yeah, they're 100% influencing an election. And so, you know, we had... Um, you know, people say a lot of different things about the whole Russia story, right? In the beginning and whether Trump colluded with Russia, you know, they weren't able to nail him down or anything, but it certainly looked really sketchy. Right. And, you know, every Democrat in America today will still tell you how concerning that is. Right. And how that, you know, is always one of the kind of key headline pieces of, you know, why Trump's terrible, right. Is always Russia. And this is the U S this is, People, the corporations in our country controlling the media and manipulating the re- election. Yeah. And it, no one gives it, a fuck. No one gives a something, fuck. In fact, I've seen yeah. fucking articles written and saying, this is awesome. This is, we need more of this. By who? Like, uh, I, you know, fucking liberal outlets. It was probably Vox um, yeah. and, you know, uh, The Atlantic. And Reuters. Um, yeah, but still, like, those are 
publications, those are written that, you know, we want more of this. We want state controlled media, which is the fucking scariest thing so I've ever heard stupid, in my fucking man. life, dude. They're so like, I couldn't believe that Twitter and Facebook did that. But then it's like, you also think like, I can't, how are they that fucking stupid? Dude, they violated the first amendment as clear as day. And, and well, not even that, like, cause they're a private company and they, they technically, I think under actually under uh, the constitution do have the, the right to censor content. They technically well, you, do. You're right. They, they, they do have, I, I know exactly what you're referring to, but yeah. this does not fall under that category. They, they can say it is, but it, it, it doesn't fall under those categories of yeah, their and, censor. And so this would on its face be, even if you don't want to delve deeply into the Hunter Biden story, if you are MSNBC, if you are CNN, if you are ABC, if you are anyone other than Fox, they are terrified of it. You just need to say there have been alleged emails come out. This is what they allege. Nothing has been proven. Uh, you know, investigation may be ongoing, whatever. Just yeah. say what it is. And then you can say, yeah, these emails were obtained, you know, in a sketchy manner and still waiting for more details to arrive to confirm whether this is a real story or not. Um, but no. No, this is actually what, um, what was it? This was the Today Show. So this is on ABC. Um, and this is how Savannah Guthrie uh, covered the story. Peacock's got Harry Potter. All eight movies. All, all for free. Yep, so she just did the debate, mind you. I yeah. she did Speaking of, the president's been talking a lot. This, this is how... Think of how many millions of fucking people watch the Today Show and may rely on the Today Show to give them news, right? To tell them what's going on in the world. I mean, before, before 10 years ago, before five years ago, that was the only way to get news, the Today Show and its peer shows. Right. So if you had only watched this show, you would have no fucking idea what they're talking about. So yep. listen to this about Hunter Biden. Yeah. There's a bunch of back and forth. You can just bring us up to date on that. I will. And this is a questionably sourced story, to say the least, that appeared in a tabloid that President Trump and his allies are really trying to seize on here, alleging that Joe Biden may have had a meeting that was set up with somebody that Hunter Biden worked with on this Ukrainian company. Now, the story is so dubious, and we should note, by the way, that the Biden campaign says that meeting was never on Biden's official schedule. Uh, but Facebook and Twitter made moves to try to limit the spread of this story. And the Washington Post is reporting that some intelligence experts think this has the hallmark of like a disinformation campaign meant to interfere with the election, Savannah. Yeah, and extraordinary because Twitter's CEO also said Twitter should have communicated better right. about why it was taking down the content. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, Holly, thank you so much. We'll see you tonight in Miami. And again, that was fucking ABC's takeaway That's of that it, fucking man. story. <laughs> it is... won't touch controversy <laughs> now, with a 10-foot pole. And today I, I saw on multiple networks that it is they are now discussing the possibility of this being Russian interference. Yeah, dude, that, that, that's the latest thing with no evidence that These Russia was involved. These people are so fucking corrupt. It's unbelievable. Uh, I want to know why. My, that's my million-dollar question what's driving this because they just hate from... trump dude they just hate trump. Well, well, the, 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 let me finish what's driving their behavior from the media and the social media companies is it the fact that they hate trump and everything he stands for because they, that's so polarizing that it's you know to turn to ad revenue they need to have a good image etc 
Or is it literally these guys who are in the pockets of the Democratic establishment and being their puppets? I think well, it's, to me, it's to, a 50- I would jump to mo-level conspiracy, but I at the I mean, very dude, least think they're just using their own personal politics to enforce the rules of communication among, I mean, that is the, they are the biggest platforms of communication we have in this country. And they are deciding what is okay and what is not okay for you to share about anything. I mean, it shouldn't, it, unless it's like child porn or something illegal, like you shouldn't restrict what I share at fucking all. If it's totally, disinformation, totally I'm a fucking American. I, I will go and do my own research if I so fucking choose. Who are you to decide and tell me you can have their little disclaimers. That's fine, yeah, right? Sure. They, always, yeah. they love to put up those disclaimers. This may be uh, m- disinformation. This may not be true, whatever. You cannot fucking restrict me from sharing a link on the internet on your, like, th- without just basically declaring and admitting, yes, we are only going to circulate positive democratic news and we will allow whatever news we we want it's, unless it's too positive that we have to investigate it for like a russian conspiracy but yeah i mean they that's what they basically came out and said because the way they said to write the reasons they gave which sagar uh you know put out there was you know this violates our privacy act and you know we, we won't uh let anything trend that's like hacked material or anything like that so to sagar's point tax returns Obtained illegally. Yeah, the yeah. story now, albeit not a, like the biggest story, but talked about on major news networks for an entire two or three days. The Melania Trump audio that was recorded yep. unknowingly from her friend. I right? would kill that friend. And right, and and the Trump suckers and loser story. I mean, that was headline fucking news for two weeks plus. Yeah, about how abhorrent the president is for what he said. Said at basically as fucking fact on those net news networks. I mean, dude, and- literally today they leaked his press conference with his campaign team. It was yesterday or today talking shit about Fauci. Somebody recorded it and they leaked it. Oh, that was that was leaked. I thought that yeah, was him. That like, was call- leaked. That was the internal press conference for his campaign team talking about how he's he's never felt like we have a better chance, like trying to rally his troops. And I saw that clip on MSNBC. Yeah, 100%. Uh, you know, and, and MSNBC is not the right example, right? Because they didn't restrict the story. But, I, you know, I saw that clip on Twitter, you know, as well. And Facebook, yeah. you know, that was on there. That's yeah. the point is like, you guys are so fucking transparent. Like, it, it, it's baffling. It's just the ballsiest fucking move I've ever seen in my life. They, they owe us an explanation. Like, they, without a doubt, they owe us an in-depth explanation and why they did that. No, oh, they won't give it, and no one, no one's going to care. It's just where it's going to float off into. We got to demand it. You guys want to? There's no competition. There's nothing. There's nowhere else to go. They have a monopoly. We're fucked unless the government comes in and tells them they can't do that. Then we're fucked. That's the only option. Yeah. Right. Protect guys, our fucking freedom of speech, goddammit. And, and freedom of press. Like, guys, guess freedom how much... everything. I just yeah. want freedom! Right. Guess how Fuck much that. of the world, percentage-wise, has media that, that actually abides by, like, something close to what we have for freedom of press. Guess how... Just guess the percentage. Less than 10. 13% of the world okay. has 
free speech or, or, or free freedom of press. And I'm sure free speech is somewhere around there too, in a lot of ways, but that's it. Like, this is a pretty fucking amazing thing that we've had for so long. And it's just, I mean, this is, this is the first step to losing that. Right. I mean, like this is, and it's almost like, it's like, I know, like when I, when I go to eat like a burger, like I look at the, trust me, this is going to go somewhere. <laughs> just wait. I wait will bring it. this back around. No, it will. When I go to eat burger, like I love, I love eating ground beef burgers, all that stuff. Like I know that the process of making those fucking things is probably terrifying and gross. I, I, I know that. I don't need to see that. I already know what happens. I just want to enjoy my burger. Like, I mean, we all kind of have an idea that this stuff is, has been going on. I mean, it's been yeah, hidden a lot better oh, than yeah. this. People have been it, it, shadow banned, all that kind of exactly. shit. Exactly. No it's just no terrifying when it's this, uh, like, like you said, Tyler, you're this transparent about it. You're this you just don't care about it and don't give a shit about anything and blatantly cover it up to a point where you won't even discuss it. Discuss the possibility that, it, that it's <laughs> That's true. That's fucking insane. That, yeah. is, that, is the first, that is the first step to joining the other 87% of this world that doesn't have freedom of press. 87% and, of the world are losers. And, and to Sagar's point, if you're a journalist, you're like, holy shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, we have to find out if this is true because this would be fucking major news. Yeah. Instead, they're like, nah. We're ignoring no it. No way. Come on, guys. No no, in- instead, instead they'll do this. Free to do it, um, but I just realized that I would kick myself if I didn't just ask you uh, before I let you go. If you noticed the fly on Vice President Pence's head at the time during the <laughs> oh, debate, or if that was something that only go, go, we this could see it at home. Could you see it sitting next to him? She's uncomfortably nodding. <laughs> did Did you? have feelings about like did you have the oh instinct God, to <laughs> you know <laughs> real good use of your time you know i think that it's important that we kind of um find a way all of us to move on <laughs> and you know kind of fly away from this subject onto something oh God. Game on. Let's just spare a thought right now for the people who have to write closed captions for this portion of the interview. Uh, and- yeah, you said it, Rachel. My God. I mean, that is news for half of America. Dude, more than half. That's news for two-thirds, easily. <laughs> easily. Well, Fox usually does better ratings, but I mean... You're right. I mean, there's just a, a ton of people. Maybe they're getting it virally or whatever. But well, whether it's Fox or it's MSNBC and CNN, you, none of them are honest. No, I know because so, because you, yeah. you can hear <laughs> you you could totally see Hannity just giggling and chuckling and hey, how about that fucking idiot Fauci, huh? Huh? Yeah, right. Huh? That fucking clown. Yeah, you, you, they they would be doing that same slack and slap and tickle. Yeah, I think one of one of my biggest concerns about 2020, and this is, you know cherry on top and i won't even say to end the year because we're only three quarters of the way through the year is the overreach of and taking away of liberties by our federal government and us having nothing just nobody standing up about it nobody making noise about it whether it's telling people they can't run their businesses they can't go back to school you can't leave your house and walk around without a mask and now shit like this and just nobody's making noise like 
guys, this is what makes America, America. This is what makes us great. It's the freedom to do these things and have access to all the information without, you know, fear of repercussion. And, without and a firewall or anything. Yeah. Like that. yeah. And it's I, like, th- these are serious, serious concerns about, you know, to be the only way I would be able to like articulate is the erosion of democracy and freedom in America. Right before our very eyes. I just yeah. think people are like obsessed with like fear and, and obsessed with like, you know, feeling like they're somehow like, you know, in danger. Like, dude, I was in Austin this weekend and I saw people walking around the park, a park that was probably hundreds of square acres. And there was like two people walking around with masks on. I, I see somebody run by me with a mask on. I believe it. I see the it's same like, shit here. Yeah, it's around, it's around here too. are just unhinged. I think there are also a lot of dummies. Like think of how many dumb people we grew up and went to school with. Or you're like, oh, that person. Like I'll give an example because I've seen them on Facebook lately. lately like don't, Ryan say, don't say their name. Ryan's Zola. <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Don't. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Like, he's, a, he's a total fucking... Like those job. people do not have enough brain cells to even understand why they should be wearing a mask and realize they don't need to wear a mask when you're out at a park and not near anybody. Right. Like they're just, I wear a mask. I save. <laughs> like just as, as simple and like <laughs> black and white as possible. It's, it was just fucking insane. Like I was just yeah, like, yeah. wow, you can just clearly tell that, you know, this is more of a hippie crowd. I bet you that's where a lot of people from California move to. And, like Rogan, he's an yeah, awesome. and they're just like consumed by fear. It's, it's just it's fucked up. It's fucked up. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't like this topic. I mean, not, I'm not saying I don't like talking about it. Like it just, I, I it's worrisome. not okay. It's, it's worrisome. Not, it's, not, it's, it's not okay. It's a legitimate conversation that needs to be had, and it's not being had. Dude, we're gonna it, turn into China, Mo. What are you gonna do, dude? When we're flying the fucking. Hey, well, I mean, what we're describing, I mean, China's certainly in that 87%. I mean, let's, let's be honest here. I mean, we're describing fucking China right now. I mean, luckily, like... If we, like, we, we turn to China, I'm going to live off the land somewhere. How long do you think uh, you Myanmar, last that's doing that? Right, and Myanmar's communist. Are they? Yeah, dude, that's what they were closed to oh, the that's rest right. of the they world for like up. 50 years. That, that part of the world is still pretty heavily... You know, I think I'd go be a communist. fisherman like in Costa Rica. There you go. Yeah. You'd die in a week, but it'd be a great fucking I'd just week. build a house with all my money because I couldn't use it on anything. <laughs> I mean, the was there anything? I'm trying to think if there was anything else we missed. Because um, I know we kind of put a heavy emph- uh, emphasis on those two topics. Let's, well, let's switch to most thoughts. Okay. Well, I was pulling up the list. I don't yeah, think I mean, there was. I'm sure there I mean, was. There, other there, there shit, is but stuff, but not not stuff that we need to. We've already been going for two yeah, hours. I think most thoughts is a good call. Um. All right. Mo's, Mo's running on E. Mo's running. It's almost on nine e. o'clock. Early time, start today. You know? Actually, this I like these Tuesdays better because I don't need to be up super early the next day. So this is great. So we should um, do it on Tuesdays from now on for you. Dude, what about we, Tuesday we, night we, football? That's not a thing anymore. <laughs> it, I meant, well, it could be. There could, could be, be Wednesday night football too. Five o'clock football is great. I just put on the second half. I loved half. it. It's That's so bizarre. Yeah. yeah. It was weird, but it was it was awesome being able to yeah. watch both of those games last night. Um. So one of the most topics. So I Ty, I told you I started watching um, Long Way Up, and been like loving it. It's been awesome. So I started rewatching Long Way Around, 
um, for the first time, I think since I watched it when we lived at Buttonbush. Yep. So it's it's been how many years ago is that? You just you guys were in your senior year of college. That's yeah, like that was seven, six years ago. Twenty ten. No, twenty fourteen. Six years ago. Yeah, yeah, six. Yeah. Um. So, dude, it's just like totally got my like travel junkie wanderlust juices flowing to the that, max. That's that's the show that it gets credit for pushing you over the edge. It was a huge part of it, dude. It was a huge <laughs> part of it. I remember watching that and just like this could be me. Yeah, Dude, that's, it's an incredible show. It's, it's, incredible. it's so good. So yeah. I, I've been loving Long Way Up, Long Way Around. The first couple episodes are really slow, but now that like yeah. they're, they're in the thick of it, like loving that again. And it's on their electric me, motorcycles. That that's the newest season. Yeah, the other ones oh, okay. are just like normal bikes. Oh right, right, right. Um, but yeah, oh my god, it makes me miss travel and adventure so much. Like I live for adventure. I that's just, when are you like, gonna travel? In terms with, I can't really go anywhere. And not that I have much PTO left this year, but like even 2021, I can't really plan a travel trips. I could do like a cross country trip, something like that. Like that'd be. Or why? Sweet. Why don't? Why couldn't you travel? We are not allowed in any countries right now. Oh well, I mean, let's just like assume that relaxes a little bit. Oh, then I 100 percent can't wait to plan like the next adventure. Oh okay. But but it did make me look up. Um, getting my bike license like ooh, I was dude i was thinking about that too and, and just be like how great would it be just like oh it's a beautiful fall saturday let me just go take it up to the kangamangas and just cruise around and yeah it'd be awesome be and, and right awesome. now because of covid you just have to take an online test to get your permit and your permit you can drive as long as there's nobody on the back and you can't drive at night and you have that for six months and then you take I think a class and then you get your license. I mean, so it's well, strike, pretty strike, damn easy. Strike while the iron's hot right now with that. Just get it done. I mean, so it would be pretty awesome. So that, that's Dude, one of my thoughts. if you do thought. it, I'm going to do it. And then you just got to move closer or I got to move closer. <laughs> that <laughs> yeah, would be a pretty sweet a like, vacation. Like that, if it's still COVID next year, like we can't really go anywhere. Just take two weeks and do an epic bike trip. That'd be fucking awesome. I was going to say either way, we have to do next year like – uh, like a Colorado trip like or, or Texas guys trip. Well, I mean, Texas, you guys can come down for a weekend. Like we don't need to yeah. spend, I think we, we should do like, you know, a real vacation, like go, you know, to Utah or Colorado or adventure. somewhere like adventurous. Yeah. 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 Adventure. Yeah, totally. Somewhere. I mean, we could do four days there, you know, easy. Yeah. Four or five days there, do like a, an extended weekend. I think we should, we need to look into that. Let's do now it. my juices are flowing just talking about this. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what um, else? Uh, so then I'll give some, some Dayton updates. So I, last week, I think what we recorded on Tuesday, Monday, recorded on Monday, and I think my goal was, all right, new mantra for the year is a date a week. I'm making it happen. So I set up that date with uh, the dentist. Her name was Kayla, 25. Um, first impression, super cute. Real, real cute. Like... <clears throat> tall, skinny, cute face. Um, unfortunately, after that, personality is about as flat <laughs> as could be. <laughs> so we went out for a drink um, downtown near the garden and had two drinks. And like, it was kind of a chore to keep the conversation going. Like I could talk to a fucking wall. So like, there was no silence, but it's like, all right, like she's not were, giving yeah, me you much. Could, yeah. Yeah. She's not giving me much energy. Um, so we kind of said bye, whatever. And like the next day I was like, I don't know if I should text her. I was like, fuck it. Like, I'm not just going to rule it out. Like, who knows? Maybe we'd go out again and see, 
maybe there's more chemistry. So I texted her. It's like, Hey, like very nice meeting you. You know, let me know if you're interested. You know, I'd be down to go out a second time. And she was like, um, I think her response is, yeah, I think we're at different points in our lives right now. What was she doing? She's 25 in in dental school. Oh, she's still in school. Yeah. She's still in school. Too old for lives, lives with a roommate, like living the college lifestyle, which that didn't really bother me. It was more of the like flat personality. Um, would, yeah, that would be. I mean, how much longer does she have in school? Three more years. She's on year two. Oh, fuck that. Yeah, she just started. Yeah, year two. yeah. Probably a good, probably a blessing in disguise. I would consider it for a dentist because they're gonna make bank when they're done. <laughs> if, if she's like, I'm in school for like social work. Like, yeah. all right, not an option. Yeah. Um. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Like, actually, I enjoy going on dates once I get myself on them. Like, even if they're not great, it's like, all right, I'm meeting somebody new. Like, it's yeah. a social experiment. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's line up a date for Saturday. So this other girl I was talking to, and now I can't remember her name. Um, having a good conversation. I was like, Hey, what are you doing tomorrow? Like, let's meet up for a drink. Her response. Oh, I'd love to get together, but I'd really feel safer if we did a zoom first date. No, oh, Jesus. What? Yeah, dude. So she, uh, I'll, I'll read the text the message verbatim. I couldn't think of anything more uncomfortable. Yeah. That's why I, mean, I didn't reply to the text. <laughs> I guess, I guess if you do it and you hit it off, you're like, wow, we just, conquered the fucking toughest thing we'll ever have to deal with as a couple. That definitely sounds worse than an actual <laughs> regular date. Yeah, so. so I said, what's your plan for this weekend? I'd be totally down to meet up for a drink or something if you're interested. She goes, that's awesome, for sure. But it would work for you if we did a video date first, trying to be appropriately cautious where reasonable. What the fuck? She's just going to vet you on this like a video interview, it seems like. But I was like, all right, one, you're not good looking enough to pull that off. Two, Fuck that. There's plenty of fish in the sea. I'm not spending my Saturday on a fucking Zoom date. Yeah, there you go. So instead, I spent it watching fucking Avengers or something. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Not really, but. um, So that did not happen on Saturday. But my mindset, and kind of this is my mindset after Thursday, was I just got to stop trying to juggle like 15 conversations at once for like a week or two. And I'm just going to like message people three or four times, make sure they seem relatively normal and just line up dates going quantity over quality, fill that funnel, convert those leads from there you go. conversations to dates. Cause dude, it's literally impossible to get a read on somebody's personality. From oh, a message. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's impossible. So you have there no is. idea what to expect. So I'd much rather just go on a bunch of dates and figure out if they're cool or not cool and if we get along or wouldn't get along or compatible then like waste both of our time for two weeks messaging back and forth to maybe go on a date with them well right. like you said like you definitely have that anti-social pull you know what i mean that you kind of you're just like all right well so part of me would just rather be home chilling you know doing whatever i want but definitely like, like it's you much said easier. Like, yeah like you said though you can talk to a fucking wall so i think you're probably uniquely suited to like you said hopefully enjoy you know most of the dates you go on even if they don't work out yeah so that's good so, so that, that's my mind that's my mindset is i'm just gonna line up minimum one day a week play the numbers game and start meeting chicks and try and cut through the bs so i fucked. haven't secured this week's date yet still working on that i'd be but, fucked. Uh, well, it's I'd only tuesday up, i'd end up dating a dude i would just be like <laughs> no this is too fucking hard yeah i yeah, mean, I mean it, I, it's pros I, and cons i definitely remember a couple of dates that I went on for Bumble pre-Emma and I kind of did what you were talking about, Mo. I would spend 
not, I mean, I would kind of focus all of my energy, not all my energy for Bumble on like one, maybe two people and that's it. And then eventually I would meet that person. And most of the time it was like, oh my God, I can't believe I just wasted two weeks of talking. Yeah, I could have, exactly. I could have found this right? out in the second day or third day that we, that we started. Yeah, we just met up for a coffee or a drink yeah. or something like that. So. Yeah. So, but here's the hurdle I will face is it's going to be much more difficult to go on dates as it's getting into winter oh, with COVID. So I'm just going to be dropping a shit ton of money buying all these chinks. These says chinks. Whoops. <laughs> Freudian slip. Freudian slip. Oh my God. So what kind of girls are you going oh, on dates with, Jared? Oh man. You want to be more uh, transparent? Oh God. What I meant to in? say was, I'm going to drop all this money buying these chicks. <laughs> Imagine if he oh fucked it up again. <laughs> Jesus. And because all these places, dude, you can't just go in for a cocktail. You have to get food, too. So, like, I'll do, we'll do like an if app or something. Asian, like, they may, they don't Is that a Massachusetts to... thing? It must be. I don't dude, know if all places enforce it, but. It's such bullshit. So, like, bullshit. I mean, bullshit, obviously, I'm, I'm kind of frugal, but it's like, fuck. Every time I bring these chicks out, fucking 60 bucks with tip between for an app, a couple rounds of drinks. Like, damn, I'm going to get a money. fucking raise just, to support this lifestyle. You got Dude, you're loaded. You don't care. Come on. I'm cheap, man. Yeah, hey, I know, it's 2020. 50-50 exactly. down the middle. Yeah, right? you haven't spent dick this year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. You got money to blow. That's what I got to do. It's what do they call a cuffing season. I got to get ready for a long <laughs> cuffing season. Is it cuffing season or is it going to be sad boy season? Are there all these seasons? Those like, the, the where options. do you come up with these names? I've never Barstool even heard comes of, any up with of these all things. Of them. Oh, okay. I think cuffing season is where people just pretend they like each other for the fall and winter, so they're not stuck home alone in the cold. Just so they have a fuck buddy for until it's like spring, and then like that's it. And then they don't like each other. Oh, yeah, okay. exactly. What were you I've saying about sad boy season before? What about it? What were you? We brought up sad boy season earlier. What the fuck were we talking about? Well, mm. you, you, I think I think we mentioned like the weather, like changing. No, no, it was because we were talking about screen time, and Jared said that because the sun's going down. Oh, yeah, so I've definitely yeah. been on social yeah. media more empty. But I've like, have you tried using it on like the Safari on your phone? It's awful. Oh, it's terrible. Which is why it's good because it discards. It makes you not use it as much. I yeah. hate it. Yeah, yeah, I hate it more than anything. Instagram is the worst. Absolutely. I think worst Facebook's the worst, dude. I can't. I haven't been on Facebook yeah. much. I'll I'll go on there like my computer. I'll be honest. I have minutes. I've actually considered like making a brand new Instagram account and just having like sports and beer stuff on there, and that's it. Not a bad idea. Mine's all fucking that way. Like, like it's no random you know, shit. Yeah, no, it's, it's a lot it's, of half naked just, chicks. That's what it is. It's eighty percent half naked chicks. <laughs> Sometimes I just want to like look at some food or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> I have thought that I'll have it up on like my work monitor. I think I'm working from home, obviously. And like, if they saw like what was actually on my Instagram feed, like as I'm at work and not just some on Instagram.com, they would think I'm looking at porn, like <laughs> while at work. Well, it's better than being on Zoom and getting caught masturbating like that. Guy oh did. my god, dude! Did you guys hear his excuse? No. Wait, 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 wait. He, what? Well, the, the guy worked for CNN, right? I, I mean, I didn't read into the story. I just saw yeah. it. it was like trending. So the, well, a guy who works for CNN got caught jerking off in a conference call on, on Zoom, Zoom with meeting. his coworkers, and he's suspended from <laughs> CNN. He thought How did he, he not get fired for that, dude? Yeah. He thought he muted the video. He That's hit mute, thought was? nobody could see him, and started just plugging away. Just, just going away on it? 
What would that sound like, Adam? What? <laughs> Ripping it while yeah. you're on a, a Zoom call? Yeah. It's like... <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I'm talking about that. <laughs> well, I don't yeah, know what you're talking about. The actual about. sound. What would it sound like? Of what? I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm missing the tie. I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. The sound uh, of it's what? Almost, it's almost like the Gluck sound, right? Oh, oh like. So hopefully sad boy season turns into Gluck Gluck season real quick. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. I'm rooting for you. That's going to be the title of the podcast. Gluck Gluck season. <laughs> gluck, gluck season. <laughs> A new season is upon us. <laughs> All right, boys. That was a good episode. Yeah. Good episode. Oh, episode. I got some, I got some leads to follow up on. <laughs> my fucking, my whole body hurts from laughing. So sign <laughs> us off. I love you guys.